MC, me, Jehovah, hey little soldier, you ain't ready for war, ROC too strong for y'all, it's like bringing a knife to a gunfight, pin to a test, chesting in line of fire with your thin ass best, you bringing them boys to men, them boys pull in, this is grown man B.I., get you rolled in the triage, B.I., your reach ain't long enough, Dunny, your peeps ain't strong enough, fuck up, Rockefeller is the army, better yet the Navy, niggas will kidnap your baby, spit at your lady, Bring knife to fist fight, kill your drama. We kill you motherfucking ants with a sledgehammer. Don't let me do it to your dunny, cause I overdo it. So you won't confuse it with just rap music. ROC, we running this rap shit. MEZ, we running this rap shit. The Broad Street Bully, we running this rap shit. Get zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Freak, wait, we running this rap shit. Owen Sparks, we running this rap shit. Chris and Nick, we running this rap shit. If you mob people, I hold triggers to cruise. You little fuck, I got money stacks bigger than you. When I was pushing weight back in 88, you was a ballerina. I got the pictures, I seen you. Then you dropped shook one, switch your demeanor. Well, we don't believe you, you need more people. Rockefeller, students of the game, we passed the class. Cause nobody can read you dudes like we do. Don't let them gas you like jigger his ass and won't clap you. Trust me on this one, I'll detach you. Mind from spirit, body from soul. They have to hold a mask, put your body in a hole. No, you're not on my level, get your brakes tweaked. I sold what your whole album sold in my first week. You guys don't want it with hope. Ask nah, she don't want it with hope. No! ROC, we running this rap shit. B single, we running this rap shit. MEZ, we running this rap shit. It's zipped up in plastic when it happens, that's it. Always sparks, we running this rap shit. Freeway, we running this rap shit. Chris and Neath, we running this rap shit. I know you miss the Nanda. But along with celebrity comes about 70 shots to your frame, nigga. You are. Use the fag model for Carcanine Esco ass. Went from nasty nars to Esco's trash. Had a spark when you started, but now you're just garbage. You fell from top 10 to not mention at all. To your bodyguards, Uchi Wally's verse better than yours. Matter of fact, you had the worst flow on the whole fucking song. But I know the sun don't shine and sun don't shine. That's why you're. Careers come to an end. It's only so long fake thugs can pretend. Nigga, you ain't live it. You witnessed it from your folks' pad. You scribbled in your notes. Pad and created your life. I showed you your first tech on tour with Large yes. Professor. Then I heard your album about your tech on the dresser. So yeah, I sampled your voice. You was using it wrong. You made it a hot mind. I made it a hot Check, check, check. Hey. Yeah. And we're live. Yeah, 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 yeah. We just interrupted Jay-Z. I know how Nate hates cutting off Jay-Z in the middle of a yeah, verse. That wasn't um, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to B-Shot Radio. Did you just write that? Yes. You should You should do that professionally. I like that. I, I, I want, I'm doing that. When I open up my show Friday, uh-huh. I'm doing that. I'm already a plug. I want JB, I mean, I want Jay-Z to, to tweet us and be like, yo, why y'all be interrupting? 
with me. That would be the high point of my night. Exactly. If that happened. Uh, welcome to Beach Shot Radio. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at Beach Shot Radio, especially if your name is Jay Z. My name is Masai. Who we got with us tonight? JP, aka Derby Moses. Death Perception is out. <laughs> DJ True Master. Hi, I'm not DJing, so I'm True Master. Cool. True. What's this weird voice night? How's our How are our voices? DJ needs a grade. You're the only one that sounds. <laughs> on Twitter, let us know how we sound. I feel like True's voice is too low. <laughs> but uh, who I could yell. Oh. <laughs> Wait, we what? got we we got guest yeah, we DJs. Got, we got guests. Hey, hey, what's we got, up? What's up? Yo, Hi, everybody. Who the hell yo, are you? Turn I'm him up. I'm that Jay Swift guy. Jay oh, Swift guy. He's the Jay man. Swift guy. What up, Jay no Swift? No shave, November Swift. On? Helping us on the ones and twos. Yo, last yeah. time I saw you, you had less facial hair. Yeah, I know. I kind of let it grow out, but you know. Don't worry, I'm gonna manscape soon. Yeah, you might. Yeah, I mean, hey. it, it looks all right. I mean, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> it's kind of grizzly, grizzly Adams, you know. Nah, yeah, it's cool. No, you walked, yeah. you walked in, and I, I like reported you to the FBI. I was like, I got him. <laughs> He's here. I don't, I don't know what he did, but he did it. <laughs> and we have another special guest with us tonight. I'm very excited about. Please introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Mari Matsuo. Hey. Mari, that's how you pronounce your last name? Yeah. I feel bad. Usually, like when I don't, when I see your name in text, I just fill it in, like because I don't know how to pronounce it. So it's just Matsi. That's how I say it in my head. Yeah, I get that, or I get like Matsui, like the baseball. Oh, the baseball player. Oh, Matsui. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. No, it's, it's totally my fault. I never even bothered to ask. Um, okay. What? Uh, what? Do, and I, I might as well ask now. Now that I know how to pronounce it. Uh, what? Uh, what is that? What's your? What's the background? Um, that's a Japanese last name, and actually my first. First name Mari. I'm actually named after uh, my Japanese cousin. I guess you know there's like a lot of versions of it. I get like Madi a lot is like the Spanish version, so it's a pretty common name. But uh, my particular version is Japanese. Cool, cool. She has a version. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, we have a, a very specific reason why we really, really wanted you on the show tonight. Let's but, just get but, right. No, no, no. Into actually, it. no. Before we get into it, um, can you just tell us a little bit about you? Like, who the hell are you in general? Like, if you, if we were just going to introduce you to somebody who didn't know you what do you what is it that you do and um what are some things about you we the listeners may want to know well until very recently my actual job was working at a newspaper um but i spend the majority of my uh free time doing work related to a variety of social justice and human rights issues i like to um use social media as a way to both inform people of different issues and also also kind of like share my own work I do try to set an example for people our age that you know taking a stand protesting educating your peers in the community it's not just for like old hippies like it's cool you can be a regular person you can go out and party and chill and do all these normal things and also like stand for something um I focus a lot on human rights overseas and um social justice here and try to find ways to connect those two worlds. Okay. I like your approach to activism because not only do you do like a lot of social media activism, um, you have like your own unique brand of just interjecting your activism into social life. Um, the only reason I know this is because I must work somewhere near where you live because sometimes I'll just see you walking down the street with like a free Palestine sign or something and you're not protest like you're not involved in a protest, you're just like going to get milk and you bring, <laughs> and you like bring a sign with you and I think it's awesome. Sometimes I beep. That's me by the way. In case you're 
Um, so I like that you do that because you just kind of like tie activism into your everyday life and you raise awareness just doing, you know, regular, <laughs> regular yeah. tasks. Well, it's funny. There's this really cool guy named Archie um, that I've seen around the community for years and he'll just be on like a random street corner everywhere from like the South End, Arbor Hill, Uptown, Downtown, Central Ave. And it just says, stand against racism. I always thought that was really cool. And um, that kind of inspired me for, you know, during the summertime when it's nice. And if I'm going to choose to walk, I might as well just educate random people, especially because I always have, you know, various creepy guys coming up trying to talk to me or just like random girls saying, hi, I like your outfit. So I'm like, okay, if you're going to approach me on some shallow whatever, (laughs) I'm going to educate you in the process, maybe give you something to think about or maybe not. But that's kind of my random intention with that. I love it. Uh, Speaking of random intentions, we always we ask every guest that comes on the show the same question. So I'm just going to pose it to you. If you could go back in time and kill baby Hitler, would you do it? Kill baby Hitler. And by the way, we've literally never asked anyone that. But I just want I want you to I want to know. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I probably would. I mean, if I like if I just randomly came across him or if I knew that he was going to grow up and you knew it was him he's a baby but he still has the mustache and you know it's him (laughs) and (laughs) he's Hitler (laughs) oh he has the mustache yeah yeah. you know it's him and you could go back in time and just kill Hitler you would you would do it um yeah if I knew like what he was going to do and there was no way to change it yet I'd probably be down with that recently Jeb Bush was asked the same question and he answered it the same way as you did uh he got a lot of flack for this for a few reasons one I don't know if you know this it's horrible to kill babies like born but you know so so I wasn't expecting you to answer that way Um, but two because Jeb Bush is also really against abortion so it was weird that he would (laughs) would, would go back and kill a a living baby Uh, and then as running for president just say that set up double whammy Um, so um, you know I I, I don't know does anyone anyone else here can we turn Messiah up oh turn me up I got him I got him I got him in the mix Um, anyone else here feel the same way would we kill baby Hitler or what, yeah. what, what do you think? If, if I could go back and I knew what I know now, yes. I'd definitely kill him. No definitely ki- as a baby. He's a baby. I, I would kill him. Wow. I would I'm shocked. Him. <laughs> Nate's Jewish. I know your answer. Next. No, I'm going to let him live. I'm going to let him live. You're going to let him and live. And I'm the Jew. And, and I'm going to let Hitler okay. live. Cool. And do you want to know? Do you, do you care why? I, I really Anybody do want to know. I really do want to know why you let him live. It's because I think everything for a reason. And if Hitler did, yeah, granted, mad mat atrocity, right? Uh-huh. I get it. Probably one of the worst atrocities in the history of the human race. It's up there. It's top, it's top 100. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I think everything for a reason. And how would this world be different if Hitler hadn't done that? Or, or what, what good came out of Hitler being alive? Yeah. So I know it's hard to see that because you're playing all these kinds of guessing games with yourself and what if this what if that but still I'm not taking chances by changing history they wow. teach you that yeah, when yeah. you go back in time yeah. you don't fuck they around you, you don't change <laughs> shit first time I went back in time that was rule number one <laughs> don't do that I, see I would not kill kill baby Hitler but for a different reason um, because I think with, if baby Hitler weren't there because you want the Jews dead is that why clearly that's why <laughs> number one answer uh, no because because I just feel like someone else would take his place like uh, one I don't think killing babies is right I don't really care what they've done or haven't done right. yet but um, I just think someone else would take Hitler's place. It's not like Hitler was the only person who would ever concoct genocide up. There's always going to be some genocidal maniac. Right. So going back and killing one random baby, you know, the only the only good thing about killing Hitler would be like today we could all wear that style of mustache and it wouldn't mean 
anything. <laughs> no, because he ruined it. He ruined it for everyone. He ruined the mustache. Yeah, sometimes. I, I, never, yeah. I never liked that anyway. That mustache. No, but do, do you not like it, or do you not like it because yeah, it's a Hitler mustache? Exactly. Nah, we Hitler, could all Hitler, be rocking those right Hitler now. Hitler has yeah. nothing to do with it. Hitler <laughs> has nothing to do with for it. it. I don't know if you can separate. I don't know if you can separate <laughs> Hitler from the mustache. I think if I never, yep. if Hitler didn't wear that, yep. it, like say Hitler just wore um leggings and shoulder pads or something, we'd all hate those. Like, oh, you got those Hitler shoulder pads on today. Right. I think I think he just ruined it for for everyone. I think so. Yeah, he did. I would totally rock a Hitler mustache if it wasn't for Hitler. If it weren't for Hitler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he ruined it for... That's the second worst thing Hitler ever did. <laughs> he ruined the ruined mustache. Ruined the mustache for everyone. Um, so once again, welcome to Beach Shot Radio. Uh, uh, if you're playing at home, at Beach Shot Radio on Twitter. Uh, last week, we had a youth empowerment episode. We actually set a record of our uh, new podcast subscribers. So give yourselves a, uh, a round of applause, and uh, we appreciate that Wait, support. I got it. I got it. You got it? Oh, there. Nate will give you a round of applause. Uh, there you go. Um, yeah, so, uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or whatever. Let other people know. It's a good way to uh, to check out the show. And last week is a, probably a good episode to do this because we actually had good information in it, whereas usually we're just talking about, you know, Hitler or whatever. Um, there was, like, good <laughs> good ways to reach out to kids. And um, uh, special thanks to uh, Stephanie Miller and Ocasio Wilson for, for being Hitler. here last week. And, and Hitler. And, and Hitler. <laughs> Could you turn my microphone up a little bit, man? Damn. Work on these EQs. Okay, man. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fella, yo, once, I, once I freaking throw the compression on it, man, we're all at the same level. We're all equals. <laughs> we're all equal. Yeah. We're all the <laughs> same. Um, so, all right. So let's get to the to the to one of the main reasons uh, that Mari's here. There's actually two, but the the, the primary one is there was no Metroland last Thursday. Metroland is uh, Albany's local uh, paper. It's kind of about arts and culture and, and food and, and the works, and it's been a staple of the Capital District for 38 years. years. Um, and instead of getting one last week, I got a letter delivered to my job where we usually get Metrolands, and it just was like a letter from the editor uh, explaining why they the Metroland got put out of business. Huh. Now, more than what I got. Mar- oh, you didn't see the letter? They were like distributed. I guess uh, we got a stack. Like we normally get a stack of Metrolands. Instead, we got a stack of letters. Oh no! I mean, I didn't even get one of those. From oh, my you did. Oh wow! So okay. you, got, you got more from me <laughs> so, than I did. So you worked at Metroland up until last week, right? Yes. What, what, in what capacity did you work there? Wait, I have a question for Mari. Okay. Yes. Could you please um, hold the mic close to your mouth? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, sorry. Be, all right. Great. Go, great. Great. That's, um, that's great. So I my official title was executive assistant. So I did the usual like receptionist stuff. You know. Clerical work, emails, uh, faxes, stuff like that. And then I also did the classified advertising section, mostly legal notices, but then also like help wanted and some of those uh, the interesting adult ads that were in the back. You wrote those? Oh. Oh, I didn't write them. I just got to, you know, talk to all the people who uh, ran them. And then I also did the I saw you section. Uh-huh. So, you know, the like, oh, oh that's I a good saw one. you three that's weeks great. ago and we maybe made eye contact, but I'm not sure. And I'm hoping I can like stalk you down. Would you like to meet? Did you ever also. filter out people who sounded really stalky, like people who were way overboard? Yeah, there were a couple that were borderline extremely like maybe serial killer and then there's this one person who was just like every single week like really really abusive and like threatening towards someone in their spin class (laughs) that I just felt was like borderline like hate mail and I was just like all right, I'm against censorship but this is like a little bit just I I always knew people that go to spin class are like angry on the inside you know like yeah yeah, this this, this person is pretty that's that's exactly why I don't go to spin class that's the the, yeah that's yeah that's the reason that's the actual reason 
wait, 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 wait. Only reason. Oh my God. Already. So, all right. So you're here for one reason, and that's to dish. I mean, Metroland is gone. I liked reading Metroland. Um, I always thought it was interesting. I had my issues with them because they, I don't think they did a great job of like uh, encapsulating the whole art scene. They kind of always left out certain groups. But yeah. um, I enjoyed reading Metroland. I liked their reader poll. I liked um, their uh, their editor poll. What what went wrong there? First off, why it was tax reasons that they got closed. But was there more leading up to it behind the scenes? Did you ever get screwed on the payroll end? What happened? Um, yeah, I mean, I would say there's definitely several things that led up to it. Um, to be fair, as far as external things, you know, like print media is kind of like a dying whatever. It's not what it used to be. Newspapers yep, right, don't sell right. as much. You know, Metroland was already a free paper anyway. Is the website so. still up to you, know? Uh, someone, I haven't someone on bothered, Twitter check for us. Yeah, I haven't bothered to check. I <laughs> I'll think get, I'll they try. weren't really sure if it could still be up last time I oh, okay. was asked. But again, no one's kept me up to date on anything, so okay. I can't really say. Um, but yeah, so it was kind of already struggling anyway um, as far as me personally getting screwed over. Uh, my first time I had a paycheck bounce <laughs> was about six months after I started working there. Oh, um, whoa. And so, yeah. Yeah, I had several issues over the years. It got to a point where I would just, you know, check with my boss to make sure I could go and cash my check before I would actually Shit. check it oh, uh, or, or cash it because yeah. I got tired I know of what that's like. going to the bank and having them be like, oh, by the way, there's not enough money in the account to wow. cash it today. Mm-hmm. Um, I always got paid by the end of the day either way, so I'm not going to sit here and say people were working for, like, unpaid labor. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't speak for everyone. I definitely can't speak for freelancers I know they had their own issues getting their checks whatever um, me personally I always got paid okay. just, to, just to check in Metroland website is up and running oh. um, election preview on Tuesday November 3rd Capital Region blah 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 oh that's really oh. interesting there. <laughs> so it's still up there I'm okay. actually gonna probably not the, being maintained I'm buy but the it's domain up. name yeah. <laughs> yeah, ah. let's get it now wow it's cheap <laughs> um, yeah that's so they made most of their money from advertisements right yeah because it was a free publication yeah and um, actually, Tuesday, November 3rd was the day when the uh, New York State Department of Tax actually showed up at our office Yikes. and said that we all had about, you know, 15 minutes to pack up our stuff. Wow. Because... You were there. Yeah. And oh, wow. everyone was there except my boss, pretty much. Because <laughs> he knew. He's he, in Mexico. He knew. <laughs> he knew it was about to go down. <laughs> yeah. The boss always has the inside scoop, it's, right? It's kind of it's kind of like 9-11. Mad people didn't come to work that <laughs> yeah. day because they knew what was going on. Oh, so they gave, oh, they gave you 15 minutes, though? Yeah. Yeah, they were, you know, the guy showed up. It was an agent, the same agent who'd been coming to the office for the past year with warnings and complaints yeah. that, you know, things need to get paid. It was him and about five or six cops. Wow. And they all just stood there and said, you guys, anything that's your personal property, pack up. We're seizing everything else. We're locking the doors, changing the locks. You're not going to be able to come back. So wow. get what you need and leave. So I think oh, the, wow. the question everyone wants to know is, did you steal office supplies like mad for that last uh, five, there was, ten minutes? There, there wasn't anything to steal. I mean, you didn't take a mouse pad, nothing. I don't know. I, oh. ha- I didn't even have a mouse pad. I was using a magazine. 
mean? Oh, like, it was that? Yeah. There, there was nothing <laughs> Not even a Metroland. She's using a Time we magazine. We were using a track phone. Like, it, things were bad. Oh, wow. You know? Oh, um, so, yeah, basically, we moved into a new office a month ago. Things were already kind of struggling, and everyone knew it was bad. It's just no one really knew it was this bad. There was no transparency, no, like, communication between the leadership and the staff as far as, like, oh, we're in trouble. We all knew that. We, were we aware that it was this much trouble? I would say definitely not. You, so. so you never saw that letter that went out the following week? I mean, I didn't bother to try to pick up a Metroland or look for one, but as yeah. far as, you know, an actual communication from my boss, uh-huh. no, nothing whatsoever. Wow. Still don't even know. Um, I met up with him yesterday to get my, uh, you know, last owed pay, and he basically said he didn't know what to tell me. I asked, am I even employed anymore? He said, I don't know. You're on furlough because... Wait, did he furlough, give you a check? Yeah, he gave me a certified check for the first time ever because I think he knew, you know, better than oh, okay. that. Okay. But, um, yeah, he basically was like, Metroland is still a company. We're just not open. We're not printing. We're not working, but we're still there. Wow. So, well, I hope so, you get fired for this interview. <laughs> oh, yeah. We should have thought about that first. I, was, I thought you were done already. Sorry. Well, I mean, as far as, you know, it is what it is. I'm not going to lie about it. And I think people should know. Like, <laughs> JP, tweet Metroland right now and be like, thank you, Mari, for being <laughs> Mari from Metroland. <laughs> so it sounds, it sounds like it's left open-ended. Like, it actually could come back into publication at some point in the future. Yeah. Possibly. If someone, I guess he meant, like, people, it is up for sale. So if someone wants to buy it, I mean, Ooh. yeah. What do you guys yeah. think? How much is Let's it up for it. sale? Let's What's it? $11. Hey, hopefully. If it's yeah. more than that, we're, we're outbid. But. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there is the potential for it. Um, and, again, it's not trying to attack them, but I think it's fair, especially a lot of people in the community have been reading it for a long time, you know, felt some type of attachment to it, and I think mm. they kind of deserve to know what the real story was about what was going on there. Um, a lot of good things, but a lot of things that weren't fair to, you know, to anyone that works there. Okay. Like, wow. Basically. Well, that's definitely informative. I didn't know, you know, a lot of people didn't know the whole backstory of what was happening, and um, uh, the letter that was sent out, I don't know if the, the distribution center was still running or what, um, but at my job, every Thursday we get a stack of Metrolands like a lot of places around the city. Instead, uh, last Thursday we got a stack of loose leaf paper. It was, it was one sheet, and it was a picture of the the, the the editor or director and his family at the top. I'm shitting you not. Damn, I I, kid, I, I didn't take a picture kid, of it. Bro. I'm not kidding. It is 100. I I hate that I always am kidding, so people don't believe me when I tell the truth. But no, it was a stack. Like a Christmas card. It was kind of like that, yeah. And it was just a sheet. Um, so he sent a stack. He got a of leaflet. Them. Yeah, it was like that, and so it was his family. And then it was this really poorly written thing about. You know, I miss you. You know, basically, like I missed. I'm gonna miss you. I'm gonna miss you when he's gone. He's like, it's been thirty so years, and like, um, you guys were my family. It was like this really poorly written like diatribe, maybe two paragraphs long, in place of what we normally get as the Metroland. Uh, I'll I'll find somebody had to have put a picture of this up. I I didn't take a photo of it. So I would have been able to find one of these at Price Chopper. Yeah, like I don't know where else they (laughs) went to on on the on the bulletin board. Yeah, right. Cork board. Yeah, they got they were sent to our office just like the Metroland gets sent every Thursday. And there was a stack of them, and someone put them on our break room table, nice. and, and that was it. And um, wow. it was, I was like, wow, this is the saddest like, way to go out. It was yeah. just so poorly constructed. What a way to go out. Yeah, I don't know. Like a sucker. It was a picture that uh. said missing puppy. <laughs> yeah, right? It was, it was like that. It was like missing newspaper. <laughs> Reward if found. Yo, uh, somebody, I'm not going to wow. say his name, but somebody on Twitter just tweeted, what type of creative person would want to be involved with something so visually unappealing? Speaking of Metroland. Oh, bro. 
Whoa, whoa, shots? Shots fired. Shots whoa. Fired. But, 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 I'm not going to say, I'm not going to start <laughs> I need the way a gunshot he started. Sound but, effect. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Um, well, one cool thing about uh, B-Shot Radio is that we don't have any advertisers like Metroland and we don't have any overhead because True Master doesn't pay us. Um, so there's like, <laughs> so we, we don't have to worry about the tax department uh, coming up and uh, and seizing all of our stuff. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I secure venues! <laughs> uh, but I will say to anyone listening, if you want to contribute to us, uh, go to B-Shot buy tickets for our show we have Friday. It's uh, JB's Word. release party for Death Perception. Tickets are seven bucks. You can get yeah. the album and a ticket for 15 bucks. Um, it's going to be at Ship's Pub, 9 p.m. We got, uh, I'm performing Masai, JB, Knowledge, True Master, Nate the Great. It's going to be pretty much a Beach Out Radio reunion. And um, yeah, they're really cheap and it's cheaper if you buy them in advance and we could use that money for electricity and Wi-Fi and, and our uh, yeah and our costs. And, and that, that way we don't have to resort to you know getting advertisers and then having the tax department <laughs> shut, <laughs> shut us down. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, so... Um, so definitely do that. Um, I don't know. What do we want to get into? I guess uh, we can talk about the... Uh, oh, I got something to get into. Go for it. Um, a message just came through. Jody, sorry, guys. I'm at work. I was thinking I might get out in time to join, but it's not looking good. So <laughs> That's old. That message is old. That, nah, was like, that, that came in like, like five minutes ago. Nah, that's like 25 minutes ago. Oh, 25. Okay, so not... All right. Cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, all right, then. Can we, do, let's, <laughs> can we do the apology portion real quickly? Sorry. This will be quick. Oh, okay, okay. All right, so... Um, Lately, several uh, celebrities and politicians have been making mistakes on Twitter and uh, uh, social media just in general or even on the road. For, for example, Jeb Bush saying he'd kill baby Hitler. And, uh, and uh, they make an attempt to later apologize to like do kind of damage control. And often the apology is lacking in several ways. Um, I think the best example uh, we had of this recently was the teacher who was not fired for wearing blackface uh, down south. And um, he said in his uh, quote unquote, apology letter he's like i'm sorry for anyone i offended but blah 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 blah. i'm not really sorry it was like a you know it was like the quintessential bad apology because he starts by saying sorry i'm not sorry yeah he's like i'm not sorry for my actions i'm sorry you were offended by my actions and then he put a conjunction in there but you're wrong you know like so (laughs) that's not the way you apologize and but i feel like this is the standard apology you get from politicians celebrities and and just people in life they're just like the fake apology yo tim wolf's apology that's the president of missouri they didn't do that wasn't much of an apology. It wasn't. It was another pseudo apology. Yeah, yeah. it barely, barely even. Yeah. I, it was. It was a poorly constructed apology. And uh, so we just want to talk real quickly about apologies, how they work. If you want to do a real apology, um, essentially you want to. If you f- first off, don't apologize if you don't mean it. I think this is where a lot of the issues lie because people are apologizing because they feel pressured to, but they don't really give a damn about what they're apologizing for. So I would rather you just don't apologize um, than say the whole "I'm sorry, I offended you" because. You're basically apologizing for someone else's feelings, which isn't something you did. Uh, so if you are really sorry, or you actually want to apologize, you should apologize for your your action, not the other person's reaction. Hashtag I'm sorry. Hashtag I'm sorry is another good right way to now do it. on Twitter. Hashtag yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so that's the mo- that's probably the most important piece to it. Um, you know, even in real life, like if you're apologizing, if you you hurt your girlfriend's feelings or whatever, and you want to apologize, it, it never really works if you're just going to be like, oh, I'm sorry, you feel that way, because it, it kind of implies that you're at fault for feeling that way. If you're really not sorry for what you did and you think you did something not worthy of it then just don't you know don't apologize sleep, sleep on the couch yo got it went straight got? for the good stuff oh arigato came in and just stole the scotch <laughs> yo 
Yo, Yo he's like, right away you, from the sky. We need an apology. You better take your Puerto. We need an apology from you. Yeah. I don't know what you're talking about. I, you, you need that. That stuff's off limits. Excuse to us, me, bro. Uh, fridge, freezer. Go to the freezer. Go to the freezer. That's where the that's yeah. the mediocre stuff. Yeah. Gato walks in and just takes. He just sucks the air out of the room. He yeah. went right to Strew's good <laughs> bottle of scotch, man. That's 150 oh, yeah. year old. We scotch. need an apology. And, and he drank. He drank half of it already too. <laughs> Yo, he doesn't even appreciate it, man. <laughs> He put the bottle up to his head. <laughs> True was looking. <laughs> he thought nobody saw him. Yeah. yeah he, he was like, put it down. Yo, put it down. Yo, he was going to drink the whole thing and then slide a note in it and say, I'm sorry. <laughs> drop it oh, this is because of your I'm sorry episode. That's why. <laughs> yeah, he walked in here like Kramer, too. Like, yeah. <laughs> he's got a laundry basket. <laughs> and he's gone. And he's like, gone. Okay. And, yep, yep. Oh, he, had, he, had on, he had on chancletas and, and pajamas and shit. <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> what were we? What were we? Ladies saying? and gentlemen, Adi got No. Uh, so uh, the reason we wanted to do this quick apology segment was because we actually kind of made a mistake. We make tons of mistakes on the, on the air, but um, we got called out for one uh, from two weeks ago when we did our Halloween episode. Immediately we started the show and we, we were all drinking. And see, I'm already doing a bad apology because I'm making excuses. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We we got on the air and uh, right away we made like a really inappropriate joke that was misogynistic and we got called out on it by Twitter and we appreciate the people that called us out on it. You got and, called um, out of it called out on it by Twitterverse. On in Twitterverse. And, I didn't even know it happened. And none Twitter of us no, it happened and none of us That's here crazy. really called it out on the air and said, let's stop for a minute. That wasn't cool. What was just what was just said. We probably laughed along. We we kind of shirked it off because it happened. Oh no excuses. Alright so uh I want to <laughs> just you know so we we want to just apologize for that happening and uh we acknowledge what went down and we after listening to it we're like oh yeah that was really that was really bad. It was we, yeah we apologize Apologize. Yeah, it was in poor taste, and and, uh, and we could have done better. And if you are really curious about what we said, you should subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> Bam! <laughs> <laughs> iTunes and Android. Beach Out Radio. Yes. <laughs> That's how you make an apology work, work out for you. <laughs> it's so bad, guys. And we just, just, please oh don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Whatever you do, do not subscribe to our podcast and listen to the Halloween episode. And <laughs> we got seven new subscribers. <laughs> Bam! Boom. That worked. Don't Google Just like you said it would Don't Google that. <laughs> cool. Oh, snap. So, um, uh, yeah, I'm glad we did that. Um, all right, so uh, we you mentioned earlier that that's done. the football the football thing, what happened with the apology from the right, president from yes, the school. Yes. Uh, do you want to do you want to do a little recap of what happened this week with the uh, University of Missouri's football team and just like what went down or I uh, yeah, well, I feel like you've been reading a lot about it, so. Um, actually, I might need people to fill in the blanks because okay. what I know is that th- that okay, so what happened this week? Um, um, this is what I know. The football team said they're not, or like 13 members of the football team on um, Missouri, uh, what's Thir- it? 30 University of Missouri? On, yeah, University of Missouri. They were like, nope, we're not playing until until this president resigns. Um, we had one of them actually went on a hunger strike. Yep. Um, and there has been ongoing discontent from the student body as well as um, from um, faculty um, because and this is where I need help filling in the blanks yeah. because there has been ra- there have been racist incidents on camp on campus and I'm not sure exactly what those incidents are cool. but it sounds like um, the president Tim Wolf 
uh, just wasn't under um, the rug. Yeah, he he, he wasn't, wasn't handling it at all, or he was ignoring it, or or something. Um, and so lo and behold, he resigns. Yeah, no, that's a couple actually, days ago. That's a really good recap. Um, this is University of Missouri, Old Mizzou, as they call it. This is where yeah, Michael Sam, uh, the first openly gay NFL player, graduated from. Mm, uh, okay, remember he was in the papers, you know, when he yep, yep. Uh, when that was a, a big story. And essentially, the racial climate at the school has been uh, really negative for several uh, years, maybe even decades. And it's a really white school. Eight mm. percent black people at the school, um, so it's less than the, the surrounding area, and just less than the country in general. A really right. small black population. Uh, so it yeah. happens to have a city called Ferguson in its state. Yeah, Ferguson's mm-hmm. there. Ferguson is uh, is a hundred miles away from there. So every place in Missouri has been getting, and and the country has been feeling the ripples and repercussions of what's been going on in Ferguson, Baltimore. So um, having that racial climate of uh, uh, unrest going on in in this in this time is always going to potentially lead to something volatile or what what happened in this instance. Uh, so you were talking about uh, there was a guy who went on hunger strike. He actually wasn't on the football team. His last name was Butler. Oh, okay, okay. He started going on a hunger strike, and the football team actually said they were joining uh, in in this in solidarity. That's one of the reasons that they decided not to play okay. because of Butler, who had decided to go on this hunger strike. Mm. So it actually what prompted this whole um, kind of economic uh, you know disobedience was related to just a peaceful disobedience from this one student who went on a hunger strike and others who had been rallying to get the the president fired. Now, why was why did they want the president to step down? For years, apparently, there had been uh, instances of just blatant racism on campus, things that hadn't been addressed. One incident uh, was uh, in a dorm room, had a swastika drawn in feces on a freshly painted area right, of the dorm right, room. Yeah, yeah. And like they said, the school signed out a letter, but they, they didn't really address it uh, seriously until students started saying, what the hell, Like how, this is a hate crime. And they ended up actually uh, arresting two, uh, two male students who had done that uh, because of the pressure from the other students there. Uh, another incident happened in 2009 when there was the uh, the, the black, uh, I, I think it's called like the Black Student Center. It's just kind of where the uh, the black and Latino student unions meet. Yep. Uh, somebody had uh, broken in there and just dumped cotton balls all over the place, like pick cotton type of reference. Oh. Um, and again, this was like something else that wasn't really addressed with the, uh, with the administration in an effective way. And then there's thousands of microaggressions that other students have been tweeting about, just little little things like... Um, there's a there's a app called Yik Yak. It's kind of like Twitter for the colleges or whatever. And 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 people are always referring to the Black Student Union as as the nigs. And they always are like, oh, there's a, there's a nig rally at you know so and so. Like they just like casually are just calling them the nigs. And this has been increasing ever since those uh, students spoke out and went on strike. So now even now. Being on that campus is not fun if you're black because now m- the majority of students who are white um, are kind of just like, no, we like the president and these people are right, the yeah, are making yeah, too much yeah, noise yeah. about this. So, so uh, it just it just seems like a really racist campus. Like most, I would say most college campuses really have this climate where you're uh, there's not a large uh, you know minority population in a, a lot of college campuses. I know that was my experience, and I went to SUNY Albany, but uh, even there, I think it was something like 13 or 14 percent black population. Yeah. basically college campuses are not flooded with black people unless you're at a uh, HBCU and just in general you know that you when you're a minority population you're not always going to have uh, a huge representation on campus so I would say every school I've ever gone to and uh, most minority students you know you're 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 outnumbered and there's always going to be these microaggressions and some schools are worse than others and apparently uh, University of Missouri uh, is one of them so that culminated in this uh, these protests more and more protests coming out and scars, scars, scars. Oh. <laughs> 
Uh-oh. We, we have, have to, to hold, hold on, on here. here. Who's this? Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, clear the room. <laughs> this, is, this, this is the president, president still president, <laughs> in my <laughs> own mind, <laughs> of Missouri University. Oh, you sound like a guy I know. Okay, so you're just... <laughs> Why, who did you think <laughs> I, I was? I were White Devil's Advocate, but you're the actual who? president. What? what? White, de- White, White Devil's, Devil's Advocate? Doesn't matter. Who's this is an even better guess. We have the president, the former president, because you stepped down. You stepped down. Yeah. After, yeah. yeah. Uh, look, <laughs> if you want whatever you want to call it, okay? That's what you want to call it. Whatever. Why did you uh, Why'd you step down if you didn't think you did anything wrong? Well, first of all, I have nothing but love in my heart. Why did I step down? Why was I forced to step down? Well, listen... Sometimes the blacks, I mean, I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The students? The students at the school, they were not content with my job performance, and I don't know why. Well, what did you do in 2009 when they somebody dumped cotton balls all over the place? From what the students said, that you really didn't do anything. There was no... Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. That, wasn't, that definitely wasn't a funny joke Did you do that? Did you throw witch hazel in there? I don't know what you're talking about. Did you leave about. those cotton balls there, sir? That's totally inappropriate. White Jesus would never, ever condone that type of behavior. White Jesus, yes. Uh, and also the feces incident. They, like, to the, Aren't these big deals to you? Why aren't you taking... Why aren't you acting like they're serious threats to people's lives? And why like, are... Well, that's well, a hostile... If that happened at work, that would be a hostile work environment. Imagine being a student going to school there. Why didn't you do why, more shit? Why? why well, we Why cleaned it up. I mean, we, I, I got, got the black. black <laughs> you got the black. I got the black janitor. Up. <laughs> you mean you mean to the clean things? it up? <laughs> I hate this guy more than my devil's advocate. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why, and that's why you stepped down because you you handled it like it wasn't a serious issue, and it was just the nigs making too much noise about this stuff. When it's really a, a hostile education of environment, you have to address those things seriously. Well, I stepped down out of the love, out of my love and Jesus's love for everybody. I love Missouri University. I love all the students involved, even the students that blacks. If I didn't say it. You said it. What's your name? <laughs> Tyrone. <laughs> I, I guess. All right. Well, Blackwell. You, right, so, yeah. last question for you. Here's your last question for you. First off, wait. Second last. What's your okay. What's your name again? I forget. Uh, Tim. Tim. Thanks. Okay. Uh, you can call, call me, me uh, President Wolf, Wolf, though. Okay. Never. <laughs> um, wow. Wow. <laughs> you issued Tim Wolf. You issued a horrible uh, apology that seemed disingenuous. Would you like to rectify that now and issue a sincere apology right now in the air or no? Well, what I am sorry for is the um, discontent that that has led to my eventual dismissal from my state of. Uh, I don't follow you. I don't see what you. No, wait, what? 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 <laughs> the discontent. No, I'm okay. sorry. You failed again. You failed again. Uh, Thank you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Tim Wolf, uh, aka White Devil's Advocate. We appreciate that. Where's the clap sound? I need some claps for that. That was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I feel like that was just, yeah, that was perfect, just as frustrating perfect, perfect. As, as reading his apology. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, all right. I feel so. a little dirty after that one. Uh, I got to get that dude out of my mind. I mean, Jesus. I'm thrilled that this Whew. went down the way it did. I think that if it weren't for the last two or three years of of protests and uh, civil unrest and, dis- and civil disobedience and that hunger strike and people just kind of raising their consciousness about these issues, I don't think that football team would have stood up 
And many of them were wearing Black Lives Matter shirts. They were yelling Black Lives Matter as they were marching. I don't think if it weren't, I think if it weren't for this climate of uh, protest and acting out, like, uh, you know, at public action, this would never happen. And we wouldn't have had this um, economic, you know, resistance because essentially they threatened to not, the football players threatened to not play football. Right, right. This would have cost the school a million dollars per game. Which is crazy. They're a shitty team. They're not even a good team. (laughs) And they get a million dollars a game just for doing it. So it's like, this is the one area where in academia, the the black students who by the way of course are overrepresented on the football team even though they're eight percent of the of the the college they're like 75 percent of the football team yo that's crazy so, so they just say we're not gonna play we're gonna cost you guys a million dollars they got they got results in one day that's crazy step down so to me this is amazing i don't think it would have happened uh three years ago i, d- I think that's why this didn't happen in 2009 and, and, and let's be clear happened. and let's be clear it wasn't just the black students either i mean the black uh football players. The fo- well the 30 black players started it and then all the other all players the other got ones down. Yeah. oh right. really right. yeah right. it was yeah. 30 at first and then everyone else the coach yep. everyone was on board with it yeah but the, i think the reason this didn't happen in 2009 with the cotton ball incidents in 2011 with the not with the swastika thing was because it, the environment wasn't conducive for it and we didn't have this momentum and this movement right. of, of people you know protesting and right. rallying and speaking out against racism yeah. you're a hundred miles from Ferguson you know shit is fucked up in Ferguson yep. you know things are wrong at your school yep. and now you have the support of the whole nation saying when you see something like this speak out against critical it. mass and I, yeah right. exactly and right. I think that's what allowed this to happen and we had there was a walkout today in um, I think it was Berkeley uh, for the same thing there were protests around the country today for fight for 15 we're going to talk about that a little later but that's because the environment is kind of fostering and encouraging people to say this is wrong I'm I'm okay to speak out against this because I'm not alone you know so uh, I applaud those guys for doing that I hope to see tons more like uh, economic acts of uh, disobedience because it's like and I know it's just it's just that's the way to bring about change you know right. and we're not going to do it if we don't continue to rally make noise and raise the consciousness of, uh, of groups of people so just a reminder yeah. the day after Thanksgiving is just Friday yeah it's just Friday don't go shopping Black Friday it's just yeah. Friday it's just regular don't Friday, Friday. Don't buy, yeah, don't Friday. buy a goddamn Friday. but you know what yeah. though yes I'll be honest I, I, I've been I've been watching this I've been checking it out and I hate to sound like the pessimist you don't have to just don't just, just cut that I, mic off what, what, what you said was in, you know, what you said was entirely correct but they're an NCAA ranked school mm-hmm. they're fucking with NCAA money yeah, yeah. you know they got that game they're playing at that stadium that's an NFL stadium yep. so first it was the black football players that 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 you know said no we're not doing this yep. and then it's when the coaches and the coaching staff and the rest of the players join and back them up okay well no because they couldn't have played if 75 percent of the team said we're sitting this out they could not have played that game exactly and that and that kind of forced the hand i think of even the coaches and the other people you're going to stand with us or you're going to look like clowns but they did it willingly before it got to well these guys are the only ones that are out there yeah when they back those guys up okay and they said as a team now yeah coaching staff all that that's when it forced the hand of the trustees, the alumni, because if they weren't going to play Saturday, mm-hmm. you know, that's multiple millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was about. And there was another issue preceding this that had to do with money, but I can't remember, so I'm not going to speak on that. But okay. I will say, yes, this stuff is gaining momentum. People are getting tired of the shit, but at the same time, it's about money, mm-hmm. okay? No, and when is. you're going to lose more money, you know, versus, oh, well, we'll have just walkouts and this and that, 
When you're looking at losing NCAA money, that's some serious business. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to stand for whatever it is that these people wanted to have fixed, which sounds like it's everything. That's mainly the reason why all these other people up above got involved because now they're playing. Yeah. Now they're in practice. You know, look at how quick that was. Yeah, no, okay. I agree with what you're saying. And, and um, actually, before we get into the first block of music, um, I will say, yeah, it took, it, it takes a show of force and it takes solidarity and unity. And I think if so many players and also students, um, because remember, this was started with the students who weren't players. You don't need to be on a million dollar uh, football team to make change. The students uh, who started this movement right. and made it okay for the players to say, yeah, you know what? I'm upset about this too. So are the other, you know, so are my uh, uh, my colleagues and my my peers here. And now they actually came out and said they want to show solidarity with the with the brother who was doing the hunger strike. They made that climate okay for those players to come out, and then those players coming out made force the hand of the other people on the team to come out and agree with them. So mm. this is how the Domino. ball gets rolling. Yeah, Someone yeah, has yeah. to start it off. Someone has to say this is wrong. And and then more and more people, you know, they get you know they get that courage or they feel like they they have to. They have an obligation to. Speak speak out. So uh, I love the show of economic power. I hope to extend that like True Master said to Black Friday. Just save you know, save your money. Put it, you know, put it in your in your own family or your own community and just don't, don't even shop on Black Friday. Don't run the Best Buy and, and climb over old people no. to get a TV you don't need. Like just, just save save that money. It, it's disgusting. Like capitalism is is a disease and yeah. you, there's no better example of how horrific it is than, than Black Friday. So just stay in. Yeah. Enjoy and, the time and, yeah. and yo, and to take it a step further. Oh, sorry, True. No, I, I was just want... going to say uh, I, I, from my understanding they're not going... Walmart's not going to be open on Thanksgiving. Oh, I there's don't know. a few of them that are, that won't <coughs> doing that. There's a few of them that are deciding. So they're not going to be open on Thanksgiving, which it's it it's Black. that that's that's a that's Black Friday. No, no yeah. Thanksgiving. Yeah, they're they're definitely open Black Friday. Yeah, they're going to be open on. But but that's the thing. They're closing on Thanksgiving, which is kind of messed up because a lot of people need to get food, mm-hmm. you know, um, on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. But they would rather be open on the Friday to do oh, wow. the whole electronics. Oh, that's Black Friday thing and the sales and all of that. Yeah. It's a gun, so. butter, or Sophie's choice deal. You know, yeah. I mean, you need to work to get food if that's in your your, you know, yeah, what's yeah. The situation. Just keep but, that in mind if you're a Walmart shopper on Thanksgiving. Yeah. Get your shit ahead but, of time because some of them may be closed. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Let's not let's not Walmart. really forget though what what is gained by this, and that is people staying home and spending time with their families. Yeah. No, it's definitely Word. valuable because anytime you're not at Walmart is time well spent. That's how I see it. <laughs> and, yo, I'll, but I'll take this boycott a step further. Like, I mean, once you, like, okay, let's say boycotting Black Friday, that's a good that's a good start, right? But let's take it a step further. Let's not, let's spend our money wisely. Absolutely. Let's put it into black business. Let's put it into local business. Let's put it into not your Walmarts or your Targets or your big box stores that are basically tremendously wealthy and continuing to get more wealthy. Here's what you could do. Here's what you could do. You can say buy your album because I'll be really upset. You could go. Deaf perception. I have t-shirts. I have deaf perception t-shirts. You can buy some t-shirts. Oh, I actually want one of those. Those are dope. For the entire family. Like you can get them. Those are the ones with like the OM symbols and stuff. Like yo, I want one of those actually, man. Order it online. You can't just like hook me up. Nah, order it online. Yo, shout out to JB aka Dirty Moses. He's rocking Black Lives Matter. Black Lives merch uh, sweatshirt. Yes. Shout out to Mari. She's rocking the B Shot sweatshirt. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know you what it is. Yeah, music.com, blacklivesmerch.com. Uh, check that stuff uh, out. I don't know. I feel weird. I like, it's, it's so weird being like against capitalism and then having to participate in the system like just because that's how things are. I hate you're it. Trapped. Like, 
yeah, and, and my business partner, you know, it's my, my business partner with Black Lives Merch, so he hates that. I'm always just like giving shit away. He's like, you can't do that, bro. Like, this is a business. I need to, I need to stay open. But still, you're you're creating it. It's your mind. Yeah. It's your design. It's your artistic integrity, and it's raising consciousness. It's keeping money in our individual, you know, our, Yo, our yeah. individual. I, sp- I spend all the money on just Jamaican food anyway, so it goes <laughs> it goes right back into black business. <laughs> I just keep it in the community. That's what's up. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the first block of music. We're here with uh, with Mari. Uh, we got Jay Swift at Beatshot Radio on Twitter. Subscribe to our podcast. Go to our Twitter page right now and just retweet one of our tweets. Get some more listeners right. listening. Uh, we'll do uh, shout outs when we come back. We're going to talk about the Fight for 15 rallies that have been happening all day. I actually just left one. Uh, the Cami meeting that JB and I were just at. And uh, we're going to talk about recess and playtime because we're, we're kids. We're right. children. So, uh, all right, so keep it locked. Beatshot Radio. Peace. Boom. Be, 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 be. Stupid, I mean outrageous Stay away from the people 
heat cause the rhythm's contagious Cause we're the winner of the hands down the host bar If we ain't rocking your world, then we rocking the bar High fives all around, steady watching the sound Forget the throne, me and Chris Ben had that crown Pound for pound, drop the mic and watch it smoke Boom, fire in the hole, we gon' broke Hey yo, one up to the sun up, pow, throw your hands up Kids are live nuts, cause you only live once One up to the sun up, pow, throw your hands up Kids are get drunk, cause you only live once One up to the sun up, pow, throw your hands up Kids are live nuts, cause you only live once One up to the sun up, pow, throw your hands up Kids are get drunk, cause you only live once Turn it up Right. 
trouble Well you can get crumpled I didn't rumble What's wrong now you're humble Mad props That's what I be up for You won't score Whenever you poor gets raw I be seen suckers Disappearing in there Hiding here Duck here Jump here One here Jump over there But I don't want them to leave I want them to see what's happening When I finish rapping Salute the cat Mad props That's what I be up for So I can never get stranded But the rest are getting brand new Being changed up their style From jeans to suits and thinking about a pop record Something made for the station For a whole new relation Ship of a new type of scene To go platinum and clock mad green A.K.A. a sellout The rap definition Get off that boy, change your mission Come back around the block Pump telling me bad to the uh, TikTok Let them know your logo Another black thing My background saying my background scene for the crossover. The crossover. The rap era's out of control. Brother selling his soul will go gold. Going, going, gone. Another rapper sold to pop and R&B, not the MD. I'm strictly hip-hop. I stick to kick a free funk mode. Yeah, kid, that's how the squad roll. I know your head is bobbing, cause the neck no like other rappers. Putting on their fans, they ill, trying to chill. Saying, damn, it'll be great to sell a mill. That's when the mind switch to the pop tip. Kid, you gonna be large. Yeah, right, that's what the company kicks. Forget the black crowd, you're whack now. In a zoot suit, front and black, looking mad foul. I speak for the hardcore. Rough, rugged, and raw. I'm out of here, catch me chilling on my next tour. From the U.S. to the White Cliffs of Dover. Strictly underground funk. Keep the crossover. The crossover. One, two, one, two, who got more style than Sundu? Check one, two. Yo, I'm hot like 95 Fahrenheit on a summer night. Tight spot where bodies ride. Rats straight from water drops in the streets, niggas. Little kids scared cops with red dots. Philosophical gangster with violent priors. Going back like black and white TVs with pliers. Leaning on broke down cars with flat tires. Flash shining on anybody trying on the blocks. I'm supplying all mighty cone. My peeps top balloons up and swallow them in the penal. Got goons, lots of them. Cops see them 
and run, don't want no drama Certain parts of the streets, the beast don't want a part of Martyr, hood haunted like a Dakota Where John Lennon was shot him But he sang for peace, he banged for freedom Hang with wild Jamaicans from Kingston Who drank Irish moss Listening to Peter Winston Macintosh Lightning hits the top of the church steeple When I'm writing, semi-automatic, no hyphen It's frightening the thief's theme, play me at night, they won't act right. Understandable small shit that murderers move with. The thief's theme, play me at night, they won't act right. Understandable small shit that murderers move with. The thief's theme, play me at night, they won't act right. Understandable small shit that murderers move with. The thief's theme, play me at night, they won't act right. Understandable small shit that murderers move with. I take summers off, cause I love winter beef. Started 87 with the shoddy and the sheep. Three quarter length beige, dressed to kill, bust a shell at the ground. Pellets hit the crowd, nobody like a stitch. Everybody shut their mouth. Woolrich, Carhartt, gunpowder stains. Smelling like trees, sets a mill on the brain. Scheming on your girls, bamboos on your chain. Got ill up on the train. Twisting off a cap of the English in my vein. Might have pushed you on the tracks. Deaf crack fiends who can't speak, scream noises. Cause she bought a drum of soap from one of my boys. It's. Just another day in the hood And I'm with some wild brothers up to no good We saw the movies like Tony Matana and them But our style was let them pal Then we robbing them Money dudes make them come up out their shoes Run they Jews, wrote his songs While my man Nino gone And I had to make a song Speaking on my old life For the thieves who come out at night <laughs> The thieves theme Play me at night, they won't act right Understandable small shit that murderers move with The thieves theme Play me at night, they won't act right Understandable small shit that murderers move with The thieves theme Play me at night, they won't Right. Understandable small shit that murderers move with the thieves. Jay Swift is Turn back. Right Did you hear Turn the madness? Right on, on. Playing? Crush you hear the Crush madness that Jay Swift was just playing? Yo, the, 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 the freaking Super Friends have reunited. Yo, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah Super Friends. Super Friends. Yeah, we he's out, killing that. Out the tracks crushing over here. Thank Jay you, Swift. Jay Swift. We got Mari with you. us. B Shot Radio. Um, so listen, there's two things that I hate. Only two. And they collided this yeah, week. Right. Only two. They Wait, collide. I need my crowd, <laughs> crowded room. You hate coffee? <laughs> no, I hate Christmas and I hate Starbucks, right? And and uh, I feel like this week, Amer- America was trying to make me choose one to like, and I still hate them both. But I want to talk about it because we had, um, essentially you had the, uh, c- the conservative right or whatever, I don't know, uh, America saying that Starbucks was trying to uh, pose war on Christmas. This is this fictional war on Christmas that's been going on since never. And by what, by what about the Grinch? The, what the Grinch? Yeah, he he posed war on. I guess. Remember him and I. He doesn't like Starbucks either. That's why I fuck with the Grinch. We're oh, cool oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all right. Okay. But no. Okay. So Starbucks uh, switched up the format of their cups. They made the cups red, and they used Yay. to be they used to have snowflakes on them. And somehow snowflakes are more, more Christmassy than red. Uh, so people were saying that Starbucks is now in on the this quote unquote war on Christmas because they're trying to erase Christmas. Uh, uh, References from their from their cups. Um, I, I, it's kind of weird because it's snow, motherfucker. Yeah, like it's fucking snow. Get it? I it's feel like fucking snow. <laughs> fucking snow. I love, is this a new character? This is great. <laughs> um, yeah, you know what, what I didn't get about this whole thing was that the um, two things. One, the original Starbucks cups from last Christmas and the past previous Christmases did 
didn't say Christmas. They didn't have Jesus on them. They just had snowflakes and snowmen and random winter references, not even Christmas references. This year, they switched to be all red. So it's not like they went from being really Jesus-y to, uh, to being generic. The second thing that I didn't understand was people who were upset with Starbucks were showing they were upset by buying Starbucks coffee and forcing the clerk to write Merry Christmas on the cup. <laughs> It was like it was oh, like nice. the worst. It was like the worst reverse boycott in history. They're like, we're so mad at Starbucks. Everyone go to Starbucks and buy coffee, and tell the clerk your name is Merry Merry Christmas. Well, yeah, we'll show them. And and so so it was like the weirdest fucking boycott ever, where they just started supporting Starbucks. Um, and 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 uh, and in all the hoopla, I almost got caught up in the in the in the you know in the in the buzz of it all when without realizing Starbucks sucks. I mean, Starbucks is awful. They're like a horrible corporation. They did that whole race together thing last year when they were Yay. trying to they were trying to get people wait, to talk about that was so cute racism while they were buying cups of coffee don't, don't <laughs> oh, clap for that don't oh, okay clap wait, wait 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 um there you and go. <laughs> that, doing that you're fired nate yeah. <laughs> so um, 20 seconds yeah so just for anyone that was confused by what was going on starbucks does suck and so does christmas they Lewis can both black, Lewis black had a skit on how starbucks had a starbucks across the street from starbucks <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah it's it was that, awesome it's that serious he thought he, but, thought but, he was but, in a but, vortex but I can't lie though that, that caramel macchiato That shit is delicious Man you can get caramel oh, macchiato From home Make one <laughs> That is um, right but, but the funny thing true. is Yo every year Every Chef. year Bill O'Reilly and, and his friends are like oh, Talking about this war on Christmas And it's like It's so weird to me Because it just seems like It's like they're completely Making it up Everywhere I fucking oh. go There's a Christmas tree I see mangers on my block It's like where is this There's not like a war on Christmas And I think there should be And that's why I'm hoping We just start tonight And actually Like I want <laughs> Actual war on Bro, Christmas. Do you know there's Christmas tree decorations and everything out already? They're out. Oh, yeah, they're so out. It's, it's, yo, on, so we're at battle. On freaking the November. Police Business Association started making Washington Park the day after Halloween. Yeah, November 1st. Oh, yeah. November 1st. There was already decorations all around the stores and stuff. Wow. Crazy. All right. I want to hear Thanksgiving to, music first. Yeah. I was yeah, trying yeah. to get I was trying to get the 75% <laughs> off the Halloween candy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They doing Christmas yeah. decorations. I'm trying to buy more. Can I, some, can I hear some Robbie Robinson or some Immortal Technique? Can I get some, can I get some Native People's music, please? For real, for real. <laughs> if we wanted to, like, get this war on Christmas going, I was just thinking about ways that we might, we might do this, you know? And um, so what I'm going to do, my own personal goal, and I'm not encouraging anyone does this, but I'm going to try and steal a Jesus this year. <laughs> I knew um, you was going to say that. Why did I know you was going to say that? I wanted to steal a Jesus from a manger oh, because I see them all over. What? Wait, a white Jesus? Yeah, especially if it's a white Jesus. I don't know about a white um, Jesus. Jesus, because I, no, if we're gonna be if we're gonna be accused of a war on Christmas, I think we need to like set it off. We need to get shit going. Um, and, and now, I, what are you gonna do with white Jesus when you steal? Doesn't matter. I, I'll probably I'll dress him up in the Kwanzaa outfit and put him back in the manger. Nice, nice. War, guerrilla war, warfare on Christmas. Yo, <laughs> yo, yo, steal a white Jesus, give Bring him black, black face. Yes. Yo, yes, there we go. Right, that's it. All right, that's happening. I'm, all right, so I'm gonna buy. And he's gonna be looking gonna, at everybody in the. In the this is he's gonna be looking at all. Everybody in the group is going to be like, yo, I'm so glad you yo, yo. And then go back to the store yeah. and start yelling at Jesus for wearing blackface. Yep. <laughs> All right. What I think I'll do is I'm going to get a few black babies and just like dolls, keep them in my car, and anytime I pass a manger, I'm swapping out Jesus oh for a black Jesus. Because okay? we need to get this going, man. So it's not... <laughs> 
Um, it's like it's, it's a war in their heads, and I feel like we should just bring it to the streets. We have to we have to get it out there. Make it real. I was Make telling you guys earlier about something that happened to me a few years ago when I worked at Staples. I uh, I always say happy holidays to people because or have a good holiday because it's just easier, and I don't know what people celebrate. So it's like whatever, have a good holiday, and I don't have to think about is it are we around Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year? I just you say, don't recognize my celebration holiday. for solstice, right, yeah. motherfucker. Solstice, festivus. Um, so 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 I got in the habit when I worked in retail saying have a good holiday. So one year. I say to an older uh, white dude, uh, I check him out, like I said, to a thousand people, have a good holiday. And he turns at me and he goes, Merry Christmas to you, like in, a, in the rudest, like most vindictive way ever. Like, and I was I was taken aback by it because I, I just, you know, what I said, I thought covered Christmas, you know. Um, it was kind of like the, I guess it was like maybe he, he took it as the all lives matter of the yeah. holiday. Yeah. He, he, said, he, said, he said, I don't like your paganistic yeah, tone. Right. <laughs> no, I, I didn't know if this guy, exactly, that was the way he said it. Yeah, he basically. basically he, he was so like he was like uh, Sergeant Dokes. <laughs> Merry Christmas, motherfucker! <laughs> yeah, yo, he was so angry, and I didn't know if he was Jewish. I didn't know if he maybe celebrated Kwanzaa. I didn't know what, you know, I didn't know if he was an atheist. So I just said, have a good holiday, whatever. Have a few good days off from work. I don't That's give a the shit. Thing, you don't know. Um, Did y'all have lunch earlier? Yeah, and like, he's correcting you. Who knows? Right. Yeah, like he bugged exactly, out. Exactly. And uh, I just think now, like if I had no, like it, 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 at this time, if I were engaged in the real war on Christmas, I probably no, I probably would have hit him with something. Like, but like Christmas. War, motherfucker! Like, <laughs> boom! Take that with you. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa! Uh, war on Christmas. I know what I'm going to do for the war on Christmas. What do you got? I'm going to celebrate Hanukkah, motherfuckers. There you go. There See, you go. That's it. That's real Jew- war right there. Jewish people are that's such over. That's how we do. That's how we do over here. Israel is yeah. so good at war. <laughs> God damn it! You literate <laughs> mother. Yo, Israel wins again. Uh. <laughs> they already shout, won the war on Christmas. Shout out to Israel. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, Steven Struess said you should, you should when you steal Jesus, white Jesus, white, white Jesus, Jesus, put him on a Black Lives merch shirt. Oh, oh and then put him back that's in great! <laughs> I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna figure something out. I'm definitely gonna swap one out. That's my goal for myself because we need to get this going. If the war on Christmas is gonna, if I have to hear about it every year, I just want to set it off right. Like it, it might as well be a thing. Why isn't it? It's not Somebody real. Said, do it right. Bring Somebody it said Jesus needs that guap. Keep your hands off my white Jesus. <laughs> okay, Jesus. I wonder what a family would do. I feel like they would be so mad if they came out. And Jesus was black. So you're like, I feel like it would flip shit. Turn the manger over. What is this bullshit? So yeah, that's, yeah that's I'm gonna my put goal. an ark on my front. <laughs> Stoop with Mad yeah, Animals. Ark with Mad Animals coming up the stairs. <laughs> like, what is this? A re- this is a Christmas reference. <laughs> just, we just, I'm just gonna do what I want. Let's just do any scene from the Bible. That's like, yes. that's, I'm that's gonna like... put locusts on my lawn. Just tons of locusts. Ah, yeah. No, I'm gonna put. No, I'm gonna put a Death Star <laughs> with stormtroopers. Oh shit. <laughs> We celebrating Star Wars this year, <laughs> motherfucker. That's war right. on Christmas, December 18th, son. <laughs> <laughs> right. Let's go. Uh, I'm online now. What? Yo. If uh, all those people who don't want to see the movie, thank you for putting a space on the line for me. <laughs> did you Did you hear about that guy who uh, who was dying of cancer and uh, the Lucasfilm yeah. studio let him watch the movie? That's crazy. And then he oh, died shit. like two he days died. after. He died two days ago. Yeah. yeah. They uh, they brought the movie to his house. They they like with armed wow. guards. They let oh. him watch it on his DVD player. He watched it in in his home, and then he died. A few days later, so he got to see that movie, and and all I was thinking was, aren't there two more parts though still coming out? Still, I just, oh, got, I still got to chill, bro, bro, chill, bro. All right, no chill, all right. I'm just saying, I would have wanted to know how it 
amends. That's all. They left him with a cliffhanger. Masai showed on chill right now. That's all right. The force was with him. That was the best thing. They could just say how it wraps up. That's what I'm saying. He's still left on a cliffhanger. You know, it's too. Yeah, maybe George Lucas told him the rest of the story along with letting him watch the movie. That maybe yes. I hope that's Abrams. I don't know, but I think that's. I think it's kind of cool they did that. He's probably like. It's very cool. He's probably like Darth Vader's Luke Skywalker's father. <laughs> Boom! Mind blown. <laughs> he knows more than every. That's, that's crazy. He took that to his grave. I, but that, I thought that was cool that he did that. You know, yeah. he, he was a hardcore fan too. Um, he like they showed uh, the pictures from his house, and he, he was like all decked out, and he had the this whole wall. He had like a shrine to Star Wars. So yeah, that was cool. Um, five for fifteen. Uh, today, around was there's like 500 cities in the United States and uh, 40 countries on, around the world. Uh, protesters and uh, and activists and uh, fast food workers and just people in the service industry were staging protests to demand fair wages. I just left the one. I just left the rally. It was at um, uh, the Million Dollar Staircase in, uh, that's not City Hall, what is that? The uh, Assembly, General Assembly of Albany. Okay. And there were probably three, four hundred people in there. I don't know, I'm really bad at headcounts. But it was packed And uh, it, w- it was kind of a press conference A few people spoke uh, We had uh, people from different unions speak uh, Someone from Capillary Against Mass Incarceration spoke And it was several The reason I like this rally uh, And I go to a lot of protests and, and JB and Nate and you all you guys do But the reason I like this one Was because it was a, a unified front Of a lot of different forces and groups Who have uh, a common theme you know, involved So yep. there were people there Who were kind of like Bernie Sanders supporters There were people there Who were Black Lives Matter supporters mm. There were people there Who were just unified Union supporters, people who just worked at fast food restaurants. I saw a lot of people in their uniforms. The guy standing next to me holding a, a sign had a, a Moe's hat on, and the lady next to him had a McDonald's shirt on. Mm. A lot of people, um, fast food workers especially, strike like had a strike today. Um, so this was all across the country, and they're fighting for fair wages. Um, this has been going on for a long time. The wages, as, as we've talked about previously on the show, like wages in this country have really dropped um, when you compare the real numbers based on inflation. Right. So we're trying to. The goal is to get um, wages back where they need to be so that they're a fair wage, a living wage, and and that these uh, corporations aren't just kind of hoarding this money and exploiting uh, the, the labor uh, of these people. Uh, good turnout. There were there were some really good demonstrations. I know a few cities, uh, Pittsburgh and, and uh, I forget the other one, California, has already said they were going to start, they were going to raise the wages of the uh, city employees up to a minimum $15 an hour um, just to kind of show solidarity with those movements, um, which is cool. We really want the corporations to kind of do this, right. and we want them to do right. it quickly because even some of the cities that have said, "Okay, you get your 15 have said, "You know, it's going to happen over five years," and it's just like, why does it take five years to give 300 people in Pittsburgh a raise? Um, yeah, right. But it's slow change, and I think the more people that get on board with it, uh, the more positive it uh, it will be. Uh, Mari, you're you're kind of involved in this too. I've seen you. Uh, I mean, you do a lot of activism around this, right? Yeah. Um, it's not like one of the issues that I um have made like one of my priorities but I definitely you know I support everybody that's been fighting for it and I think it's really important um and I think that you know one of my main concerns when people talk about it is the people who always are like oh well why does someone deserve $15 an hour just for flipping burgers and it's Mm -hmm. like I feel that if you work full time I don't care if you have the simplest job in the world if you're working full time you deserve to make enough to support yourself and your family (laughs) and when people say oh well you know like people in in the you know whatever in the military 
sorry, or teachers or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't make that much money. And it's like, okay, well, they deserve to make more yeah, money they're too. They're underpaid too. Right? Yeah, like right. everybody, most people with jobs in this country don't make what they deserve. So it's not about, oh, mm-hmm. burger flippers shouldn't make that much. It's like, no, everybody should make more and stuff shouldn't be so expensive right. just to yeah. live a simple life. Yeah. So right. Yeah, we wouldn't do that for something else. Like if, it were, if there were two people, uh, one person with one leg and one person with no legs and be like, well, he doesn't have a wheelchair either. It's like, we wouldn't say that's justification to not help the other person. Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's so weird that, that, that our justification for keeping people underpaid is that everyone's underpaid. It's like, we should be, everyone should be paid right. fairly. Yeah. You know, the fact that um, uh, if fast food workers are paid a fair wage, people who are paramedics would be making more money at McDonald's should scare the shit out of everyone because right. people who are doing that shouldn't be so underpaid that, exactly. you know. Um, and, and essentially, once the, once these wages get raised, what, I mean, there's there's always a cause and effect and, and what's going to happen is um, people are going to either go to these other fields if they can make the same money there and that, that's going to force paramedics and these other jobs to start paying people more money in turn. Um, and then eventually down the line, inflation will, will happen and, and the cycle continues, unfortunately. Um, but it's not sustainable. So something has to give. And what has to give is that the people who are kind of hoarding this money have to just get more, have to get used to not making the ridiculous excesses of wealth right. that they're making. And this isn't unprecedented. This is how things were in the 50s and 60s. Right. The, uh, corporations paid much higher taxes and you couldn't, it was just harder for uh, McDonald's to become a uh, a multi, you know, billion dollar corporation. Uh, fast food companies now in the United States make half a trillion dollars a year. And, like that's mm. that's just ridiculous. I mean, that's bigger than you know right. uh, than entire countries make. That's so much money, and they're generating all this income, and and uh, they can't pay their uh, their workers fair, or they can, but they choose not to because they'd rather amass this wealth. And we just need to get to a point where we can say, okay, shut them down. Shut them down. No, you're shut, right. Shut, right. Shut it's them like down. you can pay people fairly and pay for a freaking burrito for a fair price, and the person who's making all this money on the back end needs to just like not. They like you, right. you. It's not okay. Loosen up. Yeah, like you're. It's it's greed. It's like unfettered. Greed. Like right Sometimes. now, you, you've already made enough money. Yeah. Like, is there the ever owner, enough? The, yeah. the CEO and president or whatever uh, of McDonald's or whoever has already made enough money. And Thirty now. of your generations to come exactly. after. Exactly. <laughs> you have you have multiple. Generational wealth. Yep. Chill now. There's no. Pay yeah. There's no chill. There's no chill. <laughs> For real. And uh, a lot of times people say, "Well, if we boycott fast food restaurants or uh, if we force them to pay people more, they're just going to lay off people and then we'll have unemployed people." To me, this is another dumb argument because it's like if we had, um, like, if you applied that same argument to to slavery and said, "Hey, listen, if we make them pay people, they're going to lay everyone off." It's just like so fucking what? They're like so they're not going to be exploiting these people anymore. And sure, that will cause unemployment and all these these other issues will arise from it. But it's it's not sustainable to say, well, we're exploiting people for their own good. Let's just keep it going and see, you know, see how far we can push this envelope. You um, know, oh, no, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you well, off. Well, just the last thing is we have people all over the world that are being paid slave wages to make our iPhones and our MacBooks and all this other stuff, right? And we shouldn't be okay with that just because it's better than them being, you know, eating dirt. Like we're just saying um, we're going to exploit them because they're so poor that they'll let us. We right. need to, as a society and as a global society, even say this is not okay that. One person or you know one percent of this world is making the vast majority that, of the world. We have to stop. We have to stop being consumers so much. Essentially, we really need to cut back. Yeah. You know, we really do need to cut back. But but who who really needs to cut back are the people who are amassing this ridiculous, absurd. Well, we have to cut back too because I, th- I think it's, I think it starts right. from That's us where first. The you know what I'm saying? Right. If we if we don't buy black buy buy whatever on yeah. Black Friday. 
boom, that's going to be a huge hit in their pockets. Yes. And that's just a start. And McDonald's needs poor people more than poor people need McDonald's because McDonald's would not be able to operate if there aren't poor people in this country. That now, is true. McDonald's keeps people poor by paying them shitty, you know, shitty wages. Same for right. Walmart. Right. Walmart. Walmart intentionally pays their employees very little so that their employees need uh, to go out and get uh, food stamps that they're going to in turn spend at Walmart. Right. So society's already paying for these these people to live through um, through SNAP benefits and welfare and all these things, and that right. cost should really be on their employers because they're they're going right. to get the money exactly. anyway. So it's almost like Walmart and McDonald's they profit off of keeping people poor. Um, and but if if poor people if say they lay off everyone right and all the all the people at McDonald's and welfare get, uh, and Walmart get laid off, then Walmart and McDonald's are going to be out of customers because poor people is their bread and butter. Like they they catch them on coming and going. They catch them at the cash register and they catch them you know uh, it, by exploiting their labor. So I don't know. It, it just has to happen. Something has to give. You can't just keep saying keep it going. At least you're not unemployed. It could be worse. Like not really. It's, you know sometimes I try to do math in my head. Oh, big mistake. <laughs> and you okay, get that paper. Do you do, I, I have do to you preface. Do, wait a minute. This. Do you do Common Core math or regular math? <laughs> so when I subtract, I do Common Core math. When I add, I do regular math. Okay. Okay. Let's check. Anyway. Anyway. And first, I have to preface this because this. This is about to be a white guy um, talking about slavery what? in terms what? of... What? Yeah. Oh, big... Oh, <laughs> y'all didn't know. Y'all didn't know. <laughs> um, so this is about to be a white guy talking about slavery in terms of economics. And I don't mean to diminish the other um, horrific aspects of, of slavery, mm-hmm. but... Sometimes I try to do the math in my head and I try to compare making zero working for zero dollars in seventeen fifty or sixteen fifty or whatever mm-hmm. compared to working for seven dollars in twenty fifteen and having to afford an apartment and electricity and everything on and food and everything else on top of that. Yeah. And I think economically economically People might have been better off <laughs> as slaves, and I hate, I know that sounds shitty coming from me, but I'm trying to make an economic point, not not a uh, not a point about how horrific slavery was. Yeah, in you're saying that like the climate now, Ladies and gentlemen. If you, if you hear more. Beat Shot Radio just turn off all of a sudden <laughs> and Nate happened. starts talking with a slur, you know what happened. <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, I know that was that was like, uh, but I'm, I'm trying to. Nah, we in my mind, it's about. a numbers game. I'm yeah. trying to play, well, and I it's like I don't think people are. I don't think you should necessarily say better than slavery. But say just like right. people okay. who are really impoverished or uh, indentured servants or what, did, what right. they have, like feudal people that live that, you know, maybe better than that type of feudal poverty that happened hundreds right. and hundreds of years right. ago or even 150 years ago. Um, yeah, you could say that because now uh, we live in a society that kind of demands you have all these other things to even participate in society. You know, right. like right. if you don't have a, a, a phone, you're pretty much screwed. If you're a student and you don't have a laptop, you're like asked out, you know. Right. So, but you could get an Obama phone and you good money. Yeah, well, that's even that's something that's you know kind of paid for by by or you could get a yeah, or you, you need get a Vio from Fred Fox and fam, my <laughs> Sony Vio still works, fam. Stop playing. <laughs> All right. Stop All right, playing. I recorded five albums on that. Stop playing. But it's definitely All more right. expensive to live in a society now <laughs> right, than it was right, back right, then. Right. Yeah, so I see what you're saying, and, and people do adjust for that, and that's the whole thing, like adjusting for inflation and everything. Yeah, like we, you you need uh, a fair wage today isn't going to be the same as what it was then. Right. Um, and if if prices were to drop on everything dramatically, yeah, then I, I'm not even against lowering the minimum wage, assuming everything else fucking comes.
comes down. Like it's just about a living wage. How much do I need to live in this society? Boom. That's what you should be getting paid. Boom. And that's that's it. Whatever. And it should be based on the cost of living in this society. Right. And, and right. they just don't want to. You know, they don't want to give up the money. They're making you know a half trillion dollars a year when you look at fast food industry. But they so. know. But they know that they can rob the they can rob the poor. Yeah, yeah. They know that. They know that the poor needs to be there to make the wealthy as wealthy as it is. Yeah, it's, it's like a that's cycle. How it watch works. out for Robin Hood. It's like though. a cycle. If you're if they keep people poor enough, they have to buy you know dollar cheeseburgers and go to Walmart and all this right. stuff. You know, like so it's that's why we, you know we need to find uh, ways and we need to kind of help other people um, so that they can be sustainable without relying on these other things. Boycott. If everybody right. boycott. If every fucking poor person, even if you just have a tiny like plot of land, if you just had a, had a garden, imagine what would happen to like these these. If everyone just had a tiny garden where they had tomatoes and shit, it sounds like fanciful now, but oh, they wouldn't know how to react to that if people weren't garden. so dependent on McDonald's or whatever. Yeah, yeah. price shopper or stuff. You know, but but we, you know, in some in some areas, they try to they try to uh, discourage you from growing your own absolutely. shit. Absolutely, there's there's even lo- yeah, laws against it in yeah. certain places. Yeah, like oh, if you live in Colony, you can't have a certain size garden on your lawn. Yeah, yep. I mean, and that's crazy. That's intentional, you know. This Justin, so Beggars Canyon slash Cloud City will be having a roof garden this summer. Oh, you're yeah. gonna start? Cool. Absolutely. What you growing? Cool. Weed? Oh, cool. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Cool. We have sorry. the best party yeah, ever yeah. on the <laughs> Cloud City for real. Sorry. <laughs> all right, so, all right, so speaking of Cloud Shout City, out the Cloud City. Before I'm going we all up get there. too fucked up. Um, <laughs> yeah, true, master. You like whales? Uh, let's talk about whales because some good whale news happened. <laughs> sure, did. Uh, sea You're World, welcome. Sea World finally announced that they were gonna they're phasing out the orca um, display or whatever the hell they're called because uh, there's been all this public bash in California. Bash. In California. In California, but it's supposed to also there's only like two. Aren't there only two or three Sea Worlds now? There's, I think there's only two. There might be a third one. There's in, like, a third Texas. one, in, and okay. there's one, and there's one overseas in England somewhere. Okay. But they're all expected to follow suit. But they're starting with California. They're phasing out the orca thing, and this was largely in response to protests and boycotts, because stemming from the uh, movie Blackfish Black and like all this information that came out about how horribly they were uh, they were treating the whales. Um, so I know you're like kind of a whale connoisseur. Uh, thoughts on this? Are sure. you are you worried about the fact that the whales are going to be unemployed? Wouldn't they be better off? Like, right. <laughs> I mean, just to get how back the, to our how, minimum wage thing, how, what, how, what are they going to do now? How will they do in the wild? How are they going to? Yeah, exactly. Right. Isn't so this first, better? first, <laughs> I'd like to clean up the uh, the topic first of all Please because uh, not, the dolphin is uh, excuse me the largest member of the dolphin family is the whale is the orca. Oh, okay. Is the killer whale? Oh, so um, orcas yeah, are actually real. not whales. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's number one. Number two. Thank you. Uh, this is great news. This is great. All right, because you can still observe uh, orcas in the wild. You can see them off the coast of Vancouver. There's mm-hmm. a lot of places. I mean, they're mostly a West Coast um, cetacean anyway. Like Tupac and uh, yes, corrupt. Yes, yes. Okay. So you can still see them. You can still see them in the wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they don't yeah. belong there. They don't belong there. That's not their habitat. That's okay. not their environment. We know this. You know this. Um, and I knew that this was happening anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of places like SeaWorld, not Disney World, not Universal Studios, but places like SeaWorld mm-hmm. where most of their um, income is based on people's visitation and looking at animals um, and their behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, the, 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 the attendance is going down in places like this, especially aquatic Aquatic animals and mammals and fish, so attendance is going down. So what Sea World was doing? Why is attendance going down? Because as people's consciousness grew, okay, about um, yes, attendance. 
circuses are not as attended as they used to be. Because people are zoos are not learning as attended. How, yeah. Okay. If you look at Disney's Animal Kingdom, the place where the people walk is much smaller mm -hmm. than the places where the animals live. Okay. And it used to be the opposite. Really? Animals used to be in very small cages and people had all this area to walk around in. Okay. So all of these things, are, it's just a trend. This, is, this has been going on. Mm -hmm. If you look at places like SeaWorld, they built um, Escape from Pompeii, which is a water ride, mm -hmm. to increase attendance. You've seen Jurassic Park. The new thing will bring attendance in. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, they built this, the, the, the Stingray, another roller coaster. They built... The Kraken, which is another roller coaster there. Okay. So they did these things because they saw the attendance going down because people really weren't as entertained or were raising consciousness about okay. going to see animals in captivity. You saw Blackfish, obviously, right? You saw yes. Me? Okay. Now, I'm not a whale person. I was watching Blackfish with my fucking jaw on the floor like, holy yeah. shit, you know? And then afterwards, I'm researching because, you know, SeaWorld tried to come out several times and say, of oh, course. misrepresentation, all stuff. And they were totally just lying. Like, every right. single, you know, there's just too much evidence. Evidence to, to say otherwise, the way they're treating these dolphins now uh, is just—I mean, it's just—it's deplorable. Um, but I guess there's the issue where they can't uh, put them back in the wild, not right away. so they just kind of—not oh, right away. So you're, so they don't have to just hang on to them forever. They can eventually maybe get them back in the wild. Yeah, or? I mean, there's, there's going to be an adaptive process. Uh -huh. You know, there's going to be there, there has to be a time where these animals are shipped, they're brought over to their natural habitat, which is whatever the Pacific Northwest, mm -hmm. and they're going to have to be monitored. They're going to have to be in and around it may work it may not but um they're no longer going to be in these tanks. Wow. You know, do you, do you think that eventually we're going to just let everything go? Like, we have zoos still. We have circuses. Like, all these things. Uh, do you think eventually we'll get to a point where this isn't normal and everyone's just kind of like, why are we still doing this? I mean, if you look at look at the trend of, of, of circuses, they've... They, they have... It used to be, you know, the traveling menagerie and all those people that used mm -hmm. to bring animals over, like ringlings and barnacles, okay. all those guys. All of that stuff has phased out. It's more about um, the acrobatics. It's more about uh, the gymnasts and the clowns mm -hmm. and the motorcycle guys in the cage. All of that stuff is increasing, and all of the animal stuff is what's dropping. Like, th these trends are happening all throughout. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, these types of things are, are going to be the reason why we don't have to see these animals all captured and, and trapped. Uh. We don't have to observe them like this. <laughs> you can go to a museum and learn just as much about an animal that's been taxidermied for 150 years. Mm -hmm. Or go whale watching or something. Or go know. on a whale watch yeah, that sounds and way more fun. Yeah. Them. And not see yeah. a whale. You can support the research. I saw a whale. Yo, I, was, <laughs> I went whale watching and I saw a whale. Don't give up. It blew me away. I, was, <laughs> yeah. I went whale watching and saw a sea lion. Your chances there are you better now because we're protecting them. That's true. And their populations more. are increasing. Ah, okay, okay. more in the All right. ocean. Okay. No, it's cool. Um, I, I had a conversation with Taina and I think Arigato about how... Um, this could even be tied to mass incarceration because we've kind of gotten to a point in society where we're just kind of used to seeing everything in cages. And right. um, and when we stop making that normal and kind of say, yep. finding all these justifications for it, um, we can break down these systems and say, okay, human beings, animals, we don't belong locked up in cages on display. Like, this is not right. And as a society, we have to move past that because it's not acceptable. Right. And, and I think it's cool that we're breaking it down. I wish it would start with the prison system, but all right, I'm cool with the orcas. Let's get them out. Let's get them out. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta start somewhere. You know and, and plus, those the orcas are kind of black. They're anyway, black too. So yeah, yeah. They're let's black. Get them out. Those, yeah. those trailblazing orcas. 
Oh. So let's get them out and, and and build on it. You know, like I I damn sure I I never been to uh, Sea World or something. But um and I, and I don't like the circus for the same reason. My mother used right. to always pro- protest the circus when right. I was a kid. I didn't really understand. We would we would do you protests. Would do we would oh, stage protests at the museum and talk to the kids. I used to actually hide the kids, not hide them, but there was these storage ah. facilities. Listen, just listen. There were these storage facilities in the museum, and they were really really dark. So we would take all of the kids in our group and put them all in there like mm-hmm. like 15 30 kids and they would all stand in there and let them understand what it was like to be an animal traveling oh, for X number of hours oh, across wow. from state to state okay this is what they have to go through and then they get released wow. and and they're even when they do get released they're not really getting released because they're they're now in a cage they're being asked to perform certain acts with whips and mm-hmm. you know um, um, uh, sedatives you know to keep their bodies relaxed and you know they had to kind of like how respond. they did Humans, black people back in the day, Pretty right? Much, yeah. Respond Pretty to certain much. acts and clicks yeah. and all of that. Stuff. Sounds so oddly similar, you know. Yeah. Like we we got to stop normalizing this stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, you speak with your speak with your dollars again. Like if you, you know, if you're against us in any way, maybe that aquarium you're going to shouldn't have that, you know, that uh, bottlenose dolphin like caged up like that. Um, I went to I think Mystic Aquarium a couple years ago, and I remember thinking like they had one uh, big ass dolphin. I think it was a bottlenose dolphin, and he was he just kept swimming back and forth along this really narrow um, like corridor kind of like a river and you know I went and I'm like oh that's cool and then I did the whole the whole uh, trip and then I come back and he's still just going back and forth and I was like wait this is just how this guy spends his whole fucking life just swimming up and down this one block day in day out out for for hundreds and hundreds yeah so next time I was going out to Connecticut I'm like I'm not gonna go back there I I don't wanna now that I know go on a whale watch yeah there's I'd rather do that go on a whale watch it's way more fun so speak with your dollars and like yeah there's no need to like keep that stuff going yeah Um, last thing the uh uh, you know, hundreds of years ago, saying like the 1800s, um, dolphins and whales—excuse me, whales—would jump up out of the water. They would breach, and that was how hunters, whalers, would be would identify them. That's how they would find them. Mm-hmm. That's how they would harpoon them. And it's it's actually very refreshing that the same characteristics that once got them killed are the same characteristics that are, that are now saving them. Oh wow! You know what I mean? Because that's what people want to go out and see now. Cool, cool. They want to see them jumping out and breaching and mm-hmm. all of that. But not to harpoon them, but to shoot them with their camera. Just to see Okay. You know what I mean? So, it's cool. Swift. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. Every time I come here, I'm like the bearer of bad news or something. Yeah. Uh, so, all right. All right. You're my soul. I never picked right. up on that. I never picked up on that. You're talking about the, the SeaWorld stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Couple things. Number one, there have been people. There was this uh, one interview with this guy, and he uh, would go sailing. Um, you know, he had a yacht, he'd live on it, and in his sabbaticals, he'd go sail, you know, the oceans of the world. He said that after Fukushima, he was noticing, and other people were noticing that there weren't as many schools of fish. Nuclear power plant meltdown, Japan. Then come to find out the starfish are melting. Mm. Some of these, uh, the seals and sea lions, they're coming up bald. Uh, The cubs have birth defects. And so the water is really messed up. The other thing, too, is that a lot of deep water fish, like with these sharks attacks and sightings, they're getting driven from the deeper waters because of the volcanic activity that's going on. And they always want to downplay it. One thing to always remember is that the Ring of Fire, number one, it's it's been really, really super active. And most of it we don't see because it's miles beneath the surface. 
fight. And on the other side. That type of stuff, it releases gases, just like on land, and it's driving the fish up from the lower depths. And it's driving the sharks, especially the bull sharks, because they're the only shark that can swim in salt and fresh water. So if you hear somebody got bitten by a shark in a river down south, it was a bull shark. The other thing is, yeah... On one hand, it's cool to see the animals that you wouldn't get to see and see life. And if you come away with it with a respect for them, you know, as these are creatures, even if you feel bad about it, okay, I guess that's a good thing. Unfortunately, though, the trade-off for a lot of people is that they'd like to see them go free out in the wild. The thing about it is, and you touched on it, True, was that if you let all those animals in every sea world, in every aquarium, if you let them out into the wild ocean, they would be dead. They would die. Why? You're because they've me. always been human fed. Yeah, but but the, the point is to stop it because if we have, um, so like say all these these uh, orcas or whatever now, we can't say we can't put them back in, into the ocean, right? But we can stop breeding them. We can stop capturing more. It would put an end to it. So oh, even, yeah. So yeah, even I'm if totally these, whatever, 50 or 100, I don't even know how many orcas are, are in captivity now, if we just stop it, It'll die with them, and that will be the last generation. That's what we need to work towards. Like, even if these guys unfortunately can't, you know, can't get put back into the ocean. Well, well yeah, and 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 the other thing too is that you got to have income coming in to feed them because they live long lives and they eat a lot of shit. Yeah, you know. Gluten, yeah, Fukushima, free. Fukushima, Ring of Fire, and um, uh, pollutants that ultimately, I mean, we're talking months and months and months and years and years and years that eventually make their way down to the bottom of the ocean are the reasons why a lot of these creatures are coming back up. And not quite. You see, Fukushima... Wait, uh, guys, can we talk about this another time? Oh, yeah. Because right. <laughs> we got, we got yeah. one more time. No, no, no. We got a few more topics. All right, all right, all right. Um, but, Next topic. Yeah, but, but, right. hang on, Swift. That was we, not a good transition. Yeah, no, before FYI. we get into... We'll, we'll do, I'm so loud right now. We have three more topics, and I think we can actually cover them all. Um, oh. Mari, what's a fuck boy? <laughs> oh, shit. Well, that shit. Kind of, um, Man, I didn't want to say the mic, his name. Hold the mic. It kind of depends, oh! I guess, on... <laughs> kind of depends on who you ask. Um, to me, it kind of is just like... It can describe a, a variety of things, but I'd say it usually is referring to a, a male... I, I guess you could say so-called man um, who, oh, you know, oh. is kind of... um so much shady over here. Combination of like being like childish, uh, feeling entitled to certain things from women. Like a perfect example that I used recently was um, I had given my phone number out to a guy I met and I gave it to him, you know, for more networking business purposes. He texts me asking me to send him a picture and I said, you know, of course not. And he basically said, well, I was nice to you, so you should send me a picture. Thanks, bye. And it's just like, you know, that's a perfect example. Just like that Fuck sense boy. of entitlement. Like, you think that you deserve anything from me just from, you know, blessing me with your presence. Two, it's like completely childish to expect someone that you don't even know to just give you whatever you want for no reason. Yeah. And uh, Plus, there's free porn on the internet. Yeah, exactly. Jesus. It's just like, it's a comedy. She just said photo. <laughs> that was it. Well, there's free photos on the internet. <laughs> Thank you. Saying. Yeah. Clean it up. I'm so sure. I'm sure he wanted a picture of you in a business yeah. suit. Yeah, so no, in a peach shot sweatshirt. <laughs> yeah, peach shot. Yeah, <laughs> so I'd say it's just a combination of being childish, um, entitled, you know, kind of sexist, and also just 
genuinely just kind of being like a jerk and corny. Okay. Corny. You you posted something recently uh, where it's I think it said once a fuck boy always a fuck boy. Whoa. Oh yeah. <laughs> that was just a, a screenshot. This really funny uh, young woman I follow on Twitter from the UK. Um, you know she posts a lot of things about politics and stuff like that, but she also just randomly will tweet out um, advice to her um, you know her women followers like dating advice and uh, yeah she basically just said once a fuck boy always a fuck boy so yeah basically the message for that is if you're a jerk and you don't know how to treat women and you think that you're entitled to their time and conversation just based on the fact that you have a penis you're probably always going to be kind of a corny person okay so yeah just some advice the the word is like uh, it's really gotten more popular I remember I think the first person that actually said it was a a male Cameron I think said it in um, the oh boy song and uh, then it kind of just like you know, years later, kind of just took, took on a, yeah, it took on a whole like mind of its own, and and I had my uh, little sister kind of explain it to me too because I want because there's like all these different different definitions going around. Yeah, yeah there's nuances, there's levels there's nuance, to this fuck levels, boy there's shit. There's levels to this fuck yeah. boy yeah. shit. It really is. <laughs> yeah, and uh, and one thing that she said too, it was it was similar to what you said, but she was also like it was a guy who will just pretty much say and do anything just to get laid, and he doesn't care about what he leaves in that wake. Like if he destroys your world or like messes everything up, he'll like just put on all these fronts and everything just to get laid yeah. um, and then afterwards it's just like all the, all the true you know their true intentions and colors and everything come out and that's like some that's like fuckboy behavior oh, and, yeah. and they'll like Definitely. always like come back like they'll leave and then like come back in your life and act like they got their shit together and then yeah and then like you know the, the cycle just continues yeah. I'm pretty sure I've heard males using the term fuckboy to mean something totally different than that that seems like like a woman's perspective this is a assuming woman's perspective. a man is Assuming we're talking heterosexual, it's, yeah. it sounds like... Um, yeah, American women have kind yeah. of reappropriated it for their own yeah. intentions. Yeah. There is, like, I think, you know, an alternative definition that involves a little bit more of, like, a, you know, a homophobic, kind yeah. of xenophobic definition, which is, you know, I don't know where that particular use of it came from, and that's not how I, you know, when I'm using it, that's definitely not the version that I use it for, but I'm sure that, you know, it does get also, okay. you know, thrown around in that way. But yeah, and f- this is my this is my issues. Uh, I, I guess my issue with this is that the more the women are onto us now, right? So they know we're fuckboys. They know we exist. <laughs> and now that they know, women it's like, and men are shouting us out. Men, Kill a mic, yeah, does it? They know. Yeah, <laughs> they're onto us, right? So this is ruining it for men, fuckboys, and non-fuckboys fuck everywhere. For yeah. everyone, not even fuckboys, just even even men who aren't fuckboys, because now that women know and they're talking about, aren't it, we all fuckboys in one way or another? Absolutely. No. <laughs> There's levels. <laughs> I think I'm like maybe a level one, level two, fuck, but, but like the, I don't I don't want to get to level ten. But uh, now women now that women are onto it, anytime you do anything or you you know you approach a woman or Is you're that nice, the next level true. <laughs> you level two, level level up. So now so now whenever you're nice to a woman, you approach a woman, or you're even flirting or whatever, they they they're like, oh, this guy is probably a fuckboy. Like they just automatically they're like, I my fuckboy senses are tingling. So they're the fuckboys now that they've been their covers blown, they're ruining it for for everyone. The women, the men. I, I could wink, see wink. that a little bit. At the same time, I mean, me personally, I feel like as long as some guy comes up to me and he's not, like, either really, really creepy or really rude, like, I'm down to give him a chance for a conversation. Like, I'm not going to automatically be like, oh, yeah, this is a fuckboy. Of course, you know, if you walk up to me and before you ask my name, you're like, oh, 
You're sexy. What race are you? Oh, you're Asian? Oh, I have an Asian fetish. Yeah, you're definitely a fuckboy. Fuck I'm, cr- I'm going to cross those off my pickup line list right now. Thank you. Uh, yeah. What percentage? <laughs> what? Wow. Have you Gone. used that before? Oh, I use them on the way over. No. <laughs> yeah, you're sexy. What race are you? That's it. <laughs> You'd be surprised how like often a, I get that. That's like a actually. Starbucks race together conversation. <laughs> that's how the race together conversations all went. Hey, you're sexy. What race are you? Um, what percentage of men do you think are fuckboys? If you had to take an estimate that, you know, just of all men in the United States, what percentage are fuckboys? I got 99. Oh, in, the, in the United States? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, just keep it, yeah, keep it U.S. America. Because I don't know. I have, yeah. yeah. I got America. 99 fuckboys. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with, uh, I don't know, I'd say at least, I'd say a good, like, at least a good, like, 70% probably. Whoa. Whoa. All right, everyone listening like on Twitter, I need at Shot Radio, please tweet us what percentage of the country, uh, men in the country are fuckboys, because that's so high. Damn. That's cr- I, I didn't think you were going to go that high. Yeah. But that, that I means- don't have a lot of hope for, the, for this generation, <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Wow, well, she's in a room with everyone from Beach Chat, so that's that's great for us. Damn. 70%. Man. All right, at Beach Chat Radio, tweet us what percentage of the United the men in the United States are fuckboys. Uh, oh, Mari, oh, Mari thinks it's 70%. I, the 30 I was on Beach Chat Radio right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, was, I was really hoping it was going to be lower. Damn. Um, Come on, man. The girl has a freaking Black Lives Matter sign, and I know, motherfuckers right. coming up like, yo, let me get your number. <laughs> like, for real? Got a free Palestine, like, a, yeah, like. I, no, I actually had a guy at the gym, like, two days ago, approach me, and he was like, hey, are you the girl with the free Palestine sticker on your car? I think I know, I think I've seen you. And it was a cool conversation, but it was still really awkward. Like, oh, I was yeah. like, uh, you know me from my bumper sticker? Okay. Why do you know that? Oh, Why do- oh. I just got it, like, two s- days ago. Yeah. Like, oh, wow. Why were you sitting in your car waiting for me to park? He yeah. wrote, what if he, he wrote a misconnection to uh, Metroland? <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. You sections not being published anymore. I'm gonna have to do it in person. <laughs> um, let's talk about, I guess, real boys and girls right now. Um, recess, playtime at schools. Before you say that, oh, yeah. I, I have one. I have one thing. Dan Hogan chimed in. Yep. Play dates. And, th- and this kind of t- chimes into what you're about to get into. Oh, cool. uh, he said, "What about a new high school in Albany? Do we need a new building and new technology to teach the youth, and why?" Oh. Uh, we just had a, a, a vote election day. Yeah, what's uh, up one, with that? One of the things up to, to vote for. Was if we were going to uh, attribute all this money to Albany High to have a new building and and uh, some new resources coming in there? It was a lot of money. It was uh, it didn't pass by only a handful of votes. But wait, did they count all of the? Um I don't votes in this room after the, I don't think the after so, but votes. But what do you I, call those things again? The, the, the away man. votes. Yeah, the away votes. That's what we're calling right now. <laughs> um, <laughs> absentee. Absentee. Oh yeah, absentee. Um, yeah, yeah I don't think so. Mail. But, but there, there, it really seems like it's in the favor of it's not going that way. Okay. Um, and there were three uh, districts in Albany, specifically the the wealthiest and the whitest districts, who overwhelmingly voted against this because their kids don't go to fucking Albany High, so they don't care. Mm. And um, you know, and then and, and Albany High is not going to get the resources. And I'm sure it's it's really in depth and more nuanced than that but but I will say I went to Albany High and it was really crowded we had no resources I spent many of the first few days if not weeks of classes I was in over standing in the back waiting for desks or chairs and really like, if you didn't get to class early you would have to stand or, or, or it was like crazy overcrowded um, and they need those resources and that's um, not the Albany High I experienced that wasn't where, in you know, 1990 oh okay <laughs> you know, when I, was, I definitely remember especially in the beginning of school like you, you know you go to class and it's just 
just like you get there and there's like 40 kids like and there's six standing in the wow. back like oh we're waiting for death the janitors will bring down death but it's like so crowded and um I think you were suffering from high melanin contentism <laughs> you think that's what it was yeah <laughs> no it's definitely congested in there and in the hallways how about that that had to be crazy tonight even just navigating through the hallways when you know it was just it's uh, so so packed um it was packed I never really found it to be a bother I never really Nate did, did you go to high school well, no, when was this, I did go to high school if we're talking to what right. Nate just stayed in his car like, <laughs> I'm concerned about what you didn't experience well this is 20 years ago right so <laughs> in, in 1990 I didn't have a like walking through the halls I mean you, were, you went I didn't feel like pounds. it was crowded so it was really just that's my, true I had an issue on school with Laura Ingalls <laughs> <That's what's about. laughs> Nate, Nate was like Slenderman just sliding yeah. through there <laughs> tell Melissa Gilbert I said hi um, I, I think a lot of people just were like no we're not giving money to those fucking Albany kids city kids you know and mm. and, and, and they ended up uh, losing. I think they need the resources. Anyone who yeah, who I, has agree, family I agree. Or just goes to Albany High knows they, they need resources there. Um, and I would definitely say new facilities would uh would uh, would fall under that uh, under that jurisdiction. Um, but to take it back to even younger kids, um, there are when I was in elementary school, uh, grade school, if you messed up in school, you couldn't play recess. You couldn't do recess. We have all this information, this wealth of information that says play is vital to a child's development. Uh, just like you know learning and and social interaction and uh. If we know that certain uh, things that we do in school are vital to a child's development, like, say, math, right, or reading comprehension, we wouldn't take that away from a child who was misbehaving. So why would we take away play when that's so vital to their development? And this is something that I never really thought about because when I was in school, it was like, oh, if you if you misbehave, you your recess is taken away, and you had to stand on the fence is what we had to do. I don't know. Right. Is right. That what, Same shit. Yeah, yeah everyone yeah, yeah. does that? Okay. Yeah. So you would, you would just have to watch. It was like the double torture because you can't play, and then you have to watch your friends play. <laughs> and if you have asshole friends, like I did they would just like mock you the whole time that they could play <laughs> yep. and you couldn't and I never you know I, as a kid I'm not thinking oh they're really stunting my development right now I should be I should be interacting with my friends <laughs> so um, <laughs> well isn't that how we punish people in this society we That's take away something that they something like something that they need and, no they need that they like, like. No. well but recess is always even as a kid you see re, you see recess as something that you like you don't see it as yeah, something, as you, something need. you need but we need to see it as that because if, okay. if we're stunting the development of kids who misbehave aren't we setting them up for a cycle of repeating that that behavior in the first place because now we're stunting their growth mm. and now they're like doomed to repeat this over and over again and that's how we get um, I think this partly ties into the school to prison pipeline and if you start kind of uh, disciplining uh, inappropriately and, and withholding things that kids need for their yeah, development yeah. And, and it starts this cycle of okay now you've stunted his uh, interaction his social interaction right. now he really doesn't know how to interact with kids because he's always on the fucking fence for mm. recess when he should be playing freeze tag which shout out awesome. to the free school freeze tag is they awesome. talk out their oh, problems. Yeah. Shout out to the little ones. Yo, free school yep. just had a gala on the ninth. Um, I wasn't able to make it. I really wanted to go, but uh, apparently they raised a bunch of money. Everybody looked really but fancy. But that's how they address issues. That's they how, don't yeah. separate. They don't. Yeah, they yeah. sit them down and they have a council. They work it out. They You're talk so it cool. out. Yeah, that's great. I'm gonna tweet out their info. Um, but yeah, I, lo- I love the free school, and I think the, sometimes we just have to step back and and look at education and, and the way we've kind of gotten accustomed to it and just switch it up because I never would have thought about how taking someone's playtime away could really be fucking them up in the long run and, uh, and it's yeah, totally normal like it, to me it was normal I was like oh I fucked up today I guess I won't you know I won't right. play so. yeah, right. Right. I mean uh, I spent mad time in the hallway mad time <laughs> in the hallway yeah, yeah. get in the hallway go in the hallway oh, go in the okay. hallway every oh, day yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, what, do you, what do you guys think um, they should do instead like if you have somebody who's ha- having behavioral issues in school and if we can't take away playtime or math or any anything else that's vital to their development uh, what, what are some other things we should do I just feel like discussion socializing talking it out I mean you can't put your hands on anybody but 
you know, isolation and and not addressing it is basically what they're doing. Uh-huh. By putting somebody out, you're not addressing you're not what addressing. the issue is. And and when recess is gone, by the way, by middle school or whenever the fuck recess ends, uh, high school, you don't even have that thing to take away anymore. And it's like kids. What do kids look forward to in high school? Lunch? What if they just were like, you can't yeah. eat, pretty you can't much. eat today, Ted? You were yeah. an asshole in class. Like, right. we, but that's vital to their development too. So yeah, no, we need to find. You know, there's just, there's other ways to do it, and uh, just isolating them and saying, you know, you can't have this vital part of your childhood is right. really is really shitty. We Not everybody's going to grow up to be Thoreau. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> Dudley uh, just chimed in. Shout out to Dudley. Oh, uh, out Dudley. He, shut, he just chimed in saying Seattle teachers demanded recess during their contract negotiations nice. and went on strike to make it happen. Beautiful. Yeah, because they want to break job. from them badass kids. <laughs> Pretty <son>. much. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And that's a touch I'm trying to hear y'all all day. And, and I, I think that's why it's important to talk about it because if we just act like it's normal and this is, hey, that's how I went through school. Like, you know, right. um, it used to be that teachers would just beat the shit out of kids in classroom for and everyone real. and they, that's actually still legal in a lot of states but that was so normal in the, you know in the in the 40s 70s 60s, 80s even, yeah, yeah. Even later. I don't really know about negotiation yeah so yeah. It's all like, I know is hand how hand. many yep. yo how many gener- pop, pop. <laughs> how many generations of that did that happen before everyone was like what the what the fuck are we doing like this is fucked up mm-hmm. you know so let's not make recess mm-hmm. another one of those things and it is it is crazy to think of that there are still states where you can just corporate you can the teacher can just beat your kid if they want to right um, so we, we kind of just got to get on the, the same where, uh, where this isn't cool, um, and I guess uh, I think uh, what was the last thing we had? Oh, the smoking. Uh, does anybody here smoke? Love cigars. Cigars. Okay. Not um, me. I smoke you, you a doobie a cigar. Here, here and there. Nah, Which doobie you be? JB's high right now. <laughs> I wish. I Mari yeah, right. smokes, yeah, like, smokes like a chimney. <laughs> <laughs> so yo, I moved. The, I moved Mari's bag, yo, and I fell on the floor. I got mad zooted. Zooted. I've heard that word. Minute. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm high by association. Mario, yeah, you just right? confess. Like, if you get pulled over, you're like, there's a problem, officer. You don't even- <laughs> yeah, you know. yeah, hope the cops ain't listening. <laughs> well, no, I mean, it's funny. My Facebook name is, you know, Mari Kushmat. Hey. And um, one of the first times I was on an activism, uh, like, discussion panel for an anti war group out here, I get the um, the program, and they had actually listed my name as <laughs> Mari Kushmat Suo because, oh, you know, they were, they were a little older and they didn't really so get it. And it was like a Facebook kind of wow. joke. You, you could have just told reference. them, oh no, Kush, like the country. Kush, Kush. <laughs> they had no idea. Like they, I was laughing and they're like, what? I'm like, where did Kushite. you get this? They're like, isn't this your middle name? Uh, like, yo, what you yo, go there? Yo, what you know about that Messiah ATG? <laughs> yeah, I know about that. <laughs> Hotep. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> well, Yo, make sure you play Kush by Dr. Dre. Oh, yes. Yes. Focus. Uh, January 1st, starting January 1st in Albany. If you live in Albany public housing, you're no longer allowed to smoke inside your residence, okay? So even if you're in your apartment, the privacy of your own home, on your you, you just can't smoke in the building. And um, th- this kind of caused a, a little rift. Some people were saying uh, they supported it. In fact, some people who uh, are, are local activists, I know uh, Darcy uh, Darcy Appliers, uh, I always mess up her last name, but uh, she's one of the, the councilwomen. Uh, she was in favor of it. She said, listen, you already can't smoke in public parks that should be extended to public housing personally I think it's another unnecessary restriction to put on these people and uh, I, my mother lived in Yarborough public housing before she passed and I know some people were OD with it like they would smoke and blow smoke in the hallway and just be discourteous smokers I'm not in favor of that but there's a way to smoke without it impacting other people and I think 
How? 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 Sway, you ain't got the answer, Sway. College college yeah. kids on dorms right now are smoking like crazy right up right up the street of Sage and, and see you know St. Rose or whatever, and they're not having the smoke linger in their house. They're they're dueling it in a way that's like courteous. You saint them? Yeah, because they're not allowed to. So maybe we to. should make it a law that they're not allowed to, and then they'll smoke courteously. <laughs> no, I think what they should just say, like you can if somebody's smoking cigarettes or whatever and they're I'm doing not. it in a oh. fucked up way and they're blowing smoke in the hallways and kids' faces, like obviously that's an issue. But I don't think saying that, like, just demonizing it and saying now you're not allowed to do it, and now you're forcing people who are already impoverished because they're living in public housing. Now they have to choose: do, Am I going to use this uh, this nicotine fix or whatever this is that I'm? It, largely, you're, a lot of these people are even self-medicating, whether they're just smoking Newports or, right, or Bud. Right. Um, it's like you're going to take away something else from them, put another restriction on them because they're poor. It's like the poverty tax. Oh, you're too poor to have your, you know, to afford your own like nice uh, condo or whatever. So now you got to go stand outside and smoke but 30 mm. feet away from your own building you know you can't if you're elderly and you smoke too fucking bad you figure something out like in my mind it's like these restrictions are getting a little crazier and it seems more like a, a punishment for being poor than to actually protect anybody you know well I'll say that I am super happy that people do not are not allowed to smoke in restaurants and bars I'll mm-hmm. say that straight up public space your own um, room yep super happy that I can walk around in malls and such and not have to yeah. smell and breathe in cigarette smoke. That's because all those people are in their home smoking. Yeah, I, yeah, and I, so I, I don't really know how I don't really know how to feel about the whole um, in in your own home, you know, just because it's a public um, housing or whatever. I don't know how to feel about that, you know. I mean. I guess I have mixed feelings, so I won't talk about it anymore. What about uh, renters? Say, say you don't own a home. Say you just oh, rent. Oh, oh. And yeah, sometimes I will say. Personal. I, I will tell you this personally. I rent out my upstairs apartment, and I tell them, no smoking. No smoking allowed. No smoking. No smoking in my place. That's that's and, the rule. And I think if you have that that rule there first, like set up, it's 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 that's your right because you own the. Place. I actually change it depending on who's applying. You know, it's like I'm just I'm totally <laughs> kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, that's the rule because I don't want the smoke coming through and then I have to breathe it downstairs. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, so no, it's like, that. but yeah. I think the issue with these people is one, they're all already living there and they're just sold. Yeah, January first, you have to you can no longer smoke. Yeah, um, but also this isn't a regular tenant. This is a public. These are the tax. Taxpayer right. funded, you know, buildings and stuff, and so it's not, it's not like the, it's not like a landlord type situation. It's, it's right. a little different, but I don't, know. I don't blame. You know, I'm not, I don't love it, but here, I don't blame them. I don't blame the smoker. I blame the tobacco industry. The tobacco, yeah. Maybe yeah. we should, we should That's, address this on a bigger level. Yeah, yeah exactly. Why Let me tell you something. My aunt. My uncle and my grandfather all died of lung cancer. And my grandfather's mother, my great-grandmother, was property of the Winston-Salem family. Holy shit. What? Holy shit. I am not a fan of tobacco. Holy shit. Jeez. Or the industry. You're, wait, can you say that? Repeat that last part again. Your great-grandmother. Yeah, my great-grandmother was property of the Winston-Salem company. Holy shit. I, don't, I just want to end the show. I don't even know what to say. Like, that's, yeah. Uh, and I know this. Yeah, that's so, crazy. <laughs> Yeah, wow. I'm, yeah. You can have your tobacco industry. Yeah, we, we should be putting more limits on the what the tobacco yeah. industry can do and how much influence oh, they have over over policy in general Holy than shit, even doing bro. this type of yeah. legislation. For me, it's like uh, they 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 straight up own politicians. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That's that's nuts, man. I, don't, <laughs> I got nothing for that. We're that's, done. Yeah. Um, but anyway, note, this is happening January first. If you live in Albany Public Housing, you should know it. Figure out now how you're going to do it. I think what they're doing now in colleges is they um they blow smoke out the window through a um uh, a laundry filter like those uh 
Oh, yes. Dryer sheets? When, yes, when I was in college, I had a roommate that smoked mad... Quote unquote roommate. He's making air quotes. <laughs> <laughs> he he didn't smoke cigarettes, but he you know he smoked um some Kush or well that's a special breed right. So he smoked yeah. the, the Mary Jane up in the up in the room, and that was his method. He would he had like a toilet paper roll oh, or a yeah. tower rubber roll band yep. filled with um you know some kind of dryer sheet or something like that, yep. and he would just blow it right into there, and that was it. That's how he yeah. that's how he did it. How cool would it be if public house Housing, uh, just installed things like that in the window. Like, hey, if you're going to smoke, like we have this. Li- no, not no, like yeah. in the wall of the window. Like, uh, like you know how they have vents for uh, for your washer dryer hookup. Yeah, what like if they just had filter. a thing by the window and it was like, yeah, just you know, just blow the smoke out. This is that crazy. I don't think that's crazy to think of. Like, maybe let's think about some <laughs> other. I don't want my 80 year old grandmother that lives in public housing have to run across the street yeah. in, in the middle of the winter to fucking smoke her J or whatever the fuck. She's yeah, doing. are they talking it's, about why they're actually slope, doing really that? Is. Because because if you look at it, there's been lots of fires mm-hmm. and and the majority of them are because of smokers that fall asleep that's another reason that's a reason cigarettes in their hands yeah, I mean, now, yep. I'm not saying I'm for, I'm, that I'm, either, I'm for this or against it or whatever I'm just saying this is another reason that some home well, fires start and that's this another reason why we can't barbecue inside which <laughs> I'm pissed about and that's another reason yeah. I don't I don't let my tenants smoke because um, <laughs> it, because inside. of fires and they're also not allowed to barbecue on the um, porch wow you sound like a horrible landlord that's good <laughs> <laughs> Joe Pesci. I'm actually a great landlord, but I got a couple rules. Cool, I cool, got cool. a couple safety code rules. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, soup. All right. So we're gonna wrap soup. things up. Uh, I just want to uh, remind everybody that Deaf Perception. We're having an album release party Friday. It's uh, the Friday the Thirteenth. Muhahaha. It's gonna be at Ship's Bar. There you go. You're good with that. Uh, it's it's uh, Masai JB Knowledge uh, True Master DJ Jason the Great. We're gonna have special hey. guests. Sev Static Amani uh, is performing. So uh, definitely come out. Support that. Uh, you can buy tickets online at beachhopmusic.com backslash that perception or just go to beachhopmusic.com. Uh, we hope to see you guys there. Can uh, we get shout outs before we go? Yeah, let's do shout outs. Shout out to my little brother Jody Gomez on the check in. He just checked in. <laughs> Mr. JB. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Dudley, All right. Scout, All right. Kiki, All right. Agent 518, Dan Hogan, Steven Struess. Uh, where am I? Where am I? Where am I? Where Struce am I? is also performing Friday. No, Struce I don't may think he not, is. Struce may not make it. He oh, may okay. not make it. He'll be there in spirit. Uh, Taina is on the check-in. DJ Italy is on the check-in. Mari Kush is in the building, <laughs> and she still checked in. Hey, Matt Murray. Dedication. Awesome. Dedication. Yep. Matt Murray. Uh, Casey Orcutt. Shout out to Casey Orcutt working for... Yo, Casey got some good news today. Or yeah. Yesterday. What's, what's the deal? She's, she's, she's working for the Source Magazine. The Source Magazine. Oh, hey. right. Yo, she got, wait, wait, wait. she got bigger news than that, though. She has bigger news she than that? Yeah, she works at B-Shot, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course. Shout out to the to the chef dad, two thousand. Shout out to Melissa Fleck. I don't know who Miss, Melissa. Oh yeah, Fleck she, is. we were actually just at um. She was just at the Cami. Cami. Oh, okay, okay. And shout out to my boy Rowdy T in North London on the check in. Breakable game and Genesis Beats also followed us cool. recently. That's cool. All right. cool that thank you. Thank so you. Cool. Uh, follow us on um, uh, Twitter at Beach Radio. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Uh, once again, I want to thank Mari for coming out today. Thank yeah. you for giving having us, me. Giving us the dirt on Fuckboys at Metroland. Um, <laughs> Fuckboys at Metroland? <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. Topic. Hashtag Fuckboys at Metroland. <laughs> did, anybody tweet, did anybody tweet us how Somebody many? Somebody should tweet <laughs> What that. percentage of Fuckboys there uh, are? I don't know. 
Someone said 80 to 90 percent. 80 to 90 percent. Wow. This is crazy. This is wow. I feel sorry for all. You know what I think it is? I think fuckboys are overrepresented because they're the ones that are approaching women so like aggressively. So women are just like, wow, everyone's a fuckboy. But it's just that the non-fuckboys are just not staring at you and coming up to you in bars every five minutes. So also true. Yes. All right. Good. So let's get let's get that number lower. That means the non-fuckboys got to step it up though to kind of like balance it out. We'll pull out your. You're too busy. Emptying yeah. garbage and working for the sanitation yeah. department, right? <laughs> we we got to call out our fuck boy friends yeah. when it's happening. Be like, yo, man, yeah. stop, stop being around. a fuck boy. Stop fucking stop around, around being a fuck boy. Did you just fucker. don't let friends be fuck <laughs> Don't let. Did, did you just, just call race? Did you somebody out in this room? I like the way you said that. Who are you looking at, yo? Thank you, Mari. This is Masai signing off. JB and I'm out. Deaf perception is out. Cop it, get Word. the pre-sales, get a t-shirt, buy your mother one, buy your child one. I got small, which I wear. And yeah, I'm out. Oh, Stop lying. Stop lying. Why the fuck you lying? You don't wear no, you don't wear no small. small. Yeah, you were extra small. Swift. <laughs> Swifty, say goodbye. Stop fucking lying. Swifty's going to take us bye. out. <laughs> <laughs> bye. We out of here. Done, right? Yeah, keep it locked. Swift. Yeah. Actually, you're going to spin, though. Swift. Swift, you're going to spin, though. Yo, true master here. Save the whales. Everybody at Beat Shop Radio, thanks for having me up here. No doubt. You're going to take us out, right? You're going to play a few joints and keep it going for a while. Oh, right. yeah, yeah. Play that. that. All right, cool. Play so that. keep it locked. It's only a beat. Okay. <laughs> all right, cool. Whatever. We'll make it work. That's all right, though. You wait. I'll play something good. <laughs> all right. We're going right. to cut this all off the podcast. All right. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Peace, y'all. Good night, everybody. Good night. Peace, y'all.
king to a guy What's a guy to a non-believer Who don't believe in Fuck nobody without telling me Sunglasses and Advil Last night was mad real Sun coming up 5am I wonder if they got calves still Think about the girl in all leopard Who was rubbing the wood like Kiki Shepard Two tattoos, one red, no apologies The other said love is cursed by monogamy That's something that the pastor don't preach That's something that a teacher can't teach When we die, the money we can't keep But we probably spend it all cause the pain ain't cheap Preach Human beings in a mind What's a mind to a king? What's a king to a guy? What's a guy to a non-believer? Who don't believe in anything? We make it out alive. All right, all right. Don't judge me Rhyme style murderer, executioners, cutting things you never heard of. Flip new beats, never once flipped a burger, but a flame broil. And still remain royal on the hip-hop throne amongst kings. I've been doing it. Rock Rob Joe and Big E is one unit. Supreme force. Ever since Main's force, my thugging and this have your ass drunk like liquor in a stupor. Got to stay super with the cash flow. Never bashful. Here's what you ask for. The best DJs in the world today. Cutting up rock the bells, LL Cool J, and many more. Robert Swift, Annie Raw, Rock Raider, number one chop innovator, total eclipse, man you know that he flips as he diminished her, wreck it like my man Joe Sinister, I'ma lay back and watch him bless the track, for the hip hop world cause these brothers don't slack, they always coming with the up to par, you can call executioners the best by far, 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 far. know what I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah man, saying. Up, right? yeah, 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 yeah
I'll take you back to the caveman era Survival and how to live, always I get better I'm too deep to peak, rocks against the sleep I'm like a four-star general, out in the street Keep my business low, represent cash flow Busting loose like Chuck Brown to get that dough Most of y'all could tell I come from the ghetto Eight blocks from flush and metal where my family settled Got Chinese, Korean, Asian Used to link up with Nas, recording top choice of female persuasion Busting off in the park, that was in the dark I'm real, not fake, so please don't pretend to part I'm letting it start, the glamour the bucks Gotta get mine, cause P got stamina and guts Plus the fat beat, plus the rhymes, plus the cuts Yeah Executioners rocking the track Coming through with the hefty scratch The cuts galore More than you bargain for All over the world No need to adjust your system This song on the jack hammer cause it hits strong Fist pump, level on the set, make your bitch jump Doubt me, get in line cause the list long Scandalous type Nick song Mellow in your face like the Nick song Dick long, gripped in the pits with my wits on Low quick, short wick on a lip bomb But it's strong, any record inspector on I transform to a beast, call me Predacon Upper echelon, that go rep till he dead and gone Was an ex-con, now I get my checks on Now a nigga's alright like I'm never wrong Headstrong, stepping through a present day Lebanon Light mob and I get it on Rebel gon' set it off in a jet set where the weather's warm Listen, I'm a visionary killing this, I'm still in this Hang with a gang that's feeling this, building this On the ground up, turn the sound up Lounge around, let the beat pound like a Dillinger to handgun Can't come close, I'm a phantom Your brand ain't a woman and your jam ain't an anthem Tantrum, crying bitch, a battle and your dying wish I'm a genie that'll rent that shit I insist fly shit, shrunk and low sweater Yeah, we tight hit, tight kicks Flow holy water like rice spit, ice pick Win that motherfucker like a nice stick Prisoners, tie sun up, got all your mic shit Prisoners, take a deep breath, I mean I'm PCS, mid issue one, you to repress, we fresh, your funny style, you should redress, speak less, what to brave heart with the weak chest. <laughs> right? I spit bomb, kill him softly with this song Click strong, this ain't nothing like a chick song Big John, in the shower with a big blonde Switch on the pile, sour in the big bomb I'm big homes, I ain't living till you live long Big bone, honey, trying to keep me in the friend zone I touch down, try and put it in a ring zone Pimp bone, and I dip bone, I like I'm Jim Jones Yes, y'all, heard the rest, who the best, y'all You slept, dog, I'm a threat, what you rep, dog Respect, dog, here's a bone, go and fetch, dog Mr. Map, y'all, my favorite letter is F, y'all As I continue where we left off Next off the list, another hater is checked off Get lost, your trick, check boss, or bets off More music and less talk, I'm talking about You already know, man B, 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 B